Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. People often wonder how they're going to survive winter. Survive? Winter is meant to be savored. If you've been merely surviving, come let us show you how it's done. The right way to winter is closer than you think, in the Petoskey area of Michigan. Welcome back to the podcast, the show, the Coach Steve Show. Change the name up. It's now the Coach Steve Show. Dun, 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 dun. Brad, you're the first one on the Coach Steve Show, quotation marks. Woo! It's an honor and a privilege. We are doing our, is it week 12? Yeah, week 12. Yep. Because one day I put the wrong number and I was embarrassed. Shows how professional I am. Week College football week 12 recap. Now, Coach West is not here, so Brad's mustache, him and Peters have to pick up the slack. It's what we do. You're growing your mustache, and I trim my beard down. Pussy. I mean, it's itchy. It would have been so much cooler if I called you a pussy and I just cracked a beer open. I thought you huge, did. I thought that's huge miss. Was. Huge miss by me. Man, I'm disappointed. I think you're going to be, you're not getting a check in the mail. You're no longer getting paid. Damn. After yesterday, I don't know if I want Bang Energy to sponsor me anymore after yesterday. <laughs> it almost killed me. Yeah, do you want to talk about your caffeine poisoning? Well, I mean, when you consume 500, 600 milligrams of caffeine in a four-hour period, I think you'd be fine. I think it's because I turned 30. It's it's not, that's not okay for anybody. Having a 150 milligram drink in the morning and then a Dunkin' Donuts coffee two hours later and then an hour and a half later, two hours later, having a bang of energy. Yeah. I see nothing probably, wrong with this situation. Probably then, just throttle it throttle it back on the caffeine for a while. And, and then go into Costco that if you've never had anxiety in your life before, go to Costco. It will give you anxiety. You will develop it. Uh, I'm not going to say where I live to get them in trouble, but they're not following Illinois guidelines. Narc. Fight the power. Sorry, I thought this was America. We could do whatever we want. This is America, and that's why I changed my podcast to the Coach Steve Show, and I took a lot of flack. And I know you were kidding about the thing. Now, here's the problem with the logo. I'm not paying money for it. So I found a oh. free thing, and yeah. I found it, and the colors just never looked right until I just did that, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, 100%. Now, I know you were kidding, but everybody else was not kidding. I took some flack. And I took flack, I changed my name. And I said, and then Coach Chrissy, who's the head coach at Glenbard South, shout out to him. He goes, it's your show. Do what you want. Talk about what you want. Who cares? And I was like, you got yeah. it. And really, if like people are bitching about it, that just means they're listening. Probably it's not. like It's like Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith. Like, I don't like either of those guys, but I still listen. And I'm like, or you know who's the perfect one about that? Colin Cowherd. Yes. It's like I I hate listening to that dude so much. And I hate myself for it. Well, I hate him and I got to the point where I don't listen anymore. Yeah. And then and then Well, I, I wouldn't say I listen. I just like see his takes and stuff like pop up on my timeline. And I'm like, how do you have a job? And and Nick Wright. How does he and Nick Wright I know Nick Wright's a Shut up. But I, I know, know what's about to happen. No, no. Someone said this to me and I didn't think about it. Like Nick Wright's is a like he's doing that on purpose. Like that is what he is doing. That may not be exactly who he is. And I said, Oh, that's a good point. So I had to rethink it, but I'm like still like how do you have a job? It's who you are, but I don't like who you are. But like I know, like, Skip Bayless does some of those things on purpose. Well, maybe not Skip Bayless, but some of those people do that stuff on purpose to get ratings. And it wasn't like when you and I used to watch uh, Stephen A. and Skip Bayless, I think they used to be, like, real. That was, like, who they were. Yeah. And now they both have just kind of, like, oh, I get paid millions of dollars. I get, like, $10 million a year to do this. I'm going to do a spiel. I'm going to act a certain way. Exactly. Yeah. I think Nick Wright's just an idiot. And I'll say it. So if anybody knows Nick Ryan finds out I call him an idiot, I don't care. I think he's a blowing buffoon, and I don't know how he has a job in sports. You're just mad about it. You hear that? That is the old coronavirus pile over there. Be nice or I'll cough on you. Make sure you're dodging it. That's technically a death threat. So All she has to do is cough on you. Yeah. Fuck. Um... Okay, you ready for get into this bad boy? I'm ready because Nick Wright's an idiot. I don't care who knows it and who. This is Coach Steve's show. See, no more. I'm no more in a corner. I'm going to talk about everything. Nick Wright's an idiot. Anyway. Okay. All right. Um. So, do you have any topics, or do you want me to start? The only one I could think of, which I don't think we're going to talk about the game anyway, was um. Uh. If if Jim Harbaugh lost last night, I think he was fired by today. And I think him going – he's still going to lose his job is my only – I think the first one I thought of. I know they took three overtimes to beat Rutgers. Illinois didn't even take three overtimes. Like, so I think he bought himself some time to the end of the season. I think Michigan is one of those schools that, like, they're like a really well-run – they're like a really well-run NFL team. Like, they're not going to fire a coach mid-season. If right? They, if they lost, though, to Rutgers, it was going to be talked about, at least. Um, yeah, I think if... It would have been really hard for him to keep his job. Well, he's getting fired anyway. We both agree on 
right? Yeah, it's going to be fired or a mutual leave. Like, we're parting ways. And somebody brought this up the other day, and it was really smart. Like, in college football, no one makes it to the last year of their contract. Right. Because it kneecaps you on recruiting, right? And next year is the last year on his contract. I don't think he he's gone. You can't be Michigan and taking three overtimes to beat Rutgers. Right. Like, I don't know. And I have a big thing about if you're a coach and you're going to wear your mask, stupid, you should probably just be fired. Doesn't he have like two masks for some reason? No, 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 no. He puts his like headset thing in the mask so it sticks out. Right, and it's like connected to the headset, I think. So when he moves it, yeah. the whole thing is going with it. Yeah, and it's the same way I felt about Tennessee's head coach that day. He had his mask like oh, good Lord. not covering his face, but it was covering the rest of his head. Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, fire that fucking dude right then. He might. Someone said he might get. They're talking about him getting fired, which I don't think will happen. But it was talked about. But with that, that's stupid. Like, you, I don't know. If you're gonna lose or almost lose really bad games, you shouldn't physically look like an idiot while it's happening. This is true. <laughs> you know, like there's something to be said. For well, like, like the other. Well, I don't think it was this game. There was a game. Jim Harbaugh had two masks. He had that one connected. Then he had the neck one. So sometimes well, he was pulling that up, and then sometimes yeah. he was just having that. Like, Belichick does that, too. Like, Belichick has his mask, and then he has something else that he puts over the top of it. But you know who – the guy looked like an idiot, but I really appreciate it. Wisconsin's head coach. I was just Paul, thinking of the tape. Paul Chris. Yeah. That is the best idea ever. Like, you sent me a picture of you wearing glasses the other day. Yeah. Have you had to wear glasses with a mask on? I did when I walked through the hallway. It's the worst fucking experience on earth. Yeah, those are just my blue glasses because of the screen. Like, I have them here just in case my eyes hurt. Yeah. Because being remote learning, I'm looking at a screen all for seven, eight hours. Yeah. Oh, I, I keep them on just so my eyes adjust. Walking through the hallway and breathing, it's awful. I was like, I need to take this down. Like, Yeah, like, big shout out. To Wisconsin's head coach Paul Chris, like that good dude gets it to a certain extent. It's like function over form, and I don't think that looked that stupid. Well, when I turned the game on because we were gone and came back, I thought it was one of those nose things at first second, and then when he turned, I was like, "Is that tape?" And then I, th- yeah. I had to think about it. I was like, "Why?" Oh, the glasses. It all came to. Yep. I was like, "Oh, yeah." Um, yeah, I just, I thought that was funny, but smart. Like I've done that same thing. And actually one of the nurses at our hospital told me to do that. It's just a great idea. Um, okay. I want to talk about a couple things I saw out West yesterday. Like I feel like football's hard, especially late at night when you're like us and you have to watch football games all day. And the early game, UCLA Oregon. Chip Kelly's back. No, I got to. I missed some of it, but like, did you watch any of it? I saw highlights, and okay, 
it's funny you bring that up because they talked last year like he needs to go already. And I'm like, UCLA it was, was his not, first year. Yeah, UCLA was not. Um, Urban Meyer said this years ago, like it doesn't matter what coach you are, you should be able to coach the recruits you have. But with Chip Kelly's stuff, you do need certain players. You need players. a certain type of player, yes. Right, and he didn't. He doesn't have that, and he still doesn't. He he started a true freshman quarterback. Is he still doing almost, his Oregon offense? Because I know he dude, adapted. But It's everything I loved that made me fall in love with Oregon back in the day. It's tempo, spread, putting athletes in space. He just doesn't have the athletes yet. Right. But I fully believe in like two years, UCLA will be a better program again than USC. Um, like that dude just gets college football. Right. And people talked about last year, and I saw a little bit of it, he started to put back in um, his veer option stuff because that's what he used to do way back when. Mm-hmm. I think New Hampshire, was that where he was at? And like early – early Oregon. Right. Like, well, people thought, thought he reinvented football. He didn't. He just was like, what if I take the veer and flex bone stuff and just go to shotgun? What happens? Yep. And then he was like, oh, what if I go really, 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 really fast? What if I take some of these air raid stuff because they're simple and combined it? And he he won with it. And that's the thing, like, Oregon has always fascinated me because it is, like, their passing attack seems to be air raid concepts, but they have such a deep running attack built off of that. Right. They 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 do a lot of jet motion so they can read people. They do a lot of – they took the option stuff and read – instead of reading the four tech like we did at Oakwood where you read that defensive end. Now, no offense. Yeah. We were never taught, like, oh, that's a five technique or that's whatever. Yeah. Now that I'm coaching, I know numbers, and it's weird. It goes from like a six technique straight to a seven, like or a nine. It, it skips numbers, but anyway, like they don't read just the five or six tech. They'll read the three tech or the one tech and leave them alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chip Kelly, if you go really, really fast, and us as defensive linemen, if we're not getting blocked, we're just kind of like, what is going on? Especially when yeah. it's bam, 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 bam. Yeah. No, I want. I wasn't a fan. He wasn't that bad with Philadelphia, with the Eagles, when people look back at it. He really wasn't. It was the 49ers, I think that's what kind of screwed him. Yeah. And I think, in reality, like, his time in Philly, that was, if you remember, like, that was a great Madden team. It was a great Madden team, and it was great for high school coaches, because he took his, he literally took all those college concepts and put them in the NFL, yeah. Now he adapted. There was things. He, now he's like, oh, I have professionals. I can not just air raid concepts, which he does more than just air raid. He has his own. Yeah. He is like, he's like, any thought I've ever had in my life, I can do it now. Just wheel it out there. And Let it go. He had Nick Foles, and it worked. Yeah. Like, I'm. I'm just excited to have Chip Kelly back. Now, am I a little worried? as an Oregon Ducks fan, absolutely. Because, like, you can tell that game's going to be a little personal every year. Mm-hmm. And I don't – I seriously think in, like, two to three years, 
UCLA might be running the Pac-12. Are you able to see these on the screen? Bliss. <laughs> Thanks, Jacob. Thank you. <laughs> I no. just I just had a, a PTSD episode. No, I think um, if he can. The Chip Kelly at the 49ers was not Chip Kelly. That was him trying to do stuff that he wasn't. He was being a jerk and burning yeah. bridges. And then now he took time off. He's an analyst, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think they'll be back. I didn't get to watch it because I was glued. <coughs> I was glued to that Indiana game. I'm not going to lie. So, yeah. uh, so on the TV, I had the Indiana game. No, my laptop, I had the Illinois on one side and Coastal Carolina on the other. So anything else, I didn't care. I was like, nope. Yeah. And that's why, like, it's so hard, that early college football slate. You almost need, like, five televisions. Well, we're not good at picking time. It's hard because some of the games we want to watch are at 11. I'm shocked that the Ohio State-Indiana game didn't get moved to later. Why don't you flex that into the late game? I think it's COVID, though. Maybe if they think that if they get moved, something happens. Because I think, what is it? If you play in the morning, it's like 9 a.m. as the cutoff, 8 or 9 in the morning, of like, okay, we have no positive tests. It's good to go. Yeah. If it's 630, yeah. does that get moved to where, like, it leaves it open for something to happen? Kind of like the Clemson-Florida State game. Something happened yesterday morning where those medical teams didn't agree on something, and it got it was able to be done. And did you see the Florida State medical dude came out and he's like, it wasn't us. Yeah, and then Clemson said it wasn't us. So there's something funky there. Because like Dabo Swinney was like, we were, we were mad. We were going to play. Well, your doctor said it wasn't you. Florida State said it wasn't them. Yeah. Somebody has to own up to why Clemson didn't play. So they've, they've now missed what? Have they only missed one game? Um, I want to say they missed two, but I know they had a bye week at one point. Yeah, so I think they've only missed one game. I think. But with one loss, like, when do we get into this conversation about you haven't played enough games? Well, that's why I took a lot of heat for, and we can get into it now or later. I don't care. We can talk college football at the end of the, or the playoff at the end of this. When yeah, I, let's save let's save playoff talk for the end. Yeah, but because that's a good point of because what if it happens again? Because that's my before. Okay, it's, that's my Ohio State end. reasoning, but we'll move end. on from that. Because <laughs> I feel like that conversation bogs us down every week. Well, that's why we don't have a lot of topics. Like we do have a lot of topics, but some you and yeah. I already said we're going to spend like two minutes. Yeah. Um, my next one hot topic: USC is a fraud. Like so, they don't, they don't really need to be in the top twenty-five. No, I like I like um, Graham Harrell because he's a quarterback. When we remember, we watched yeah. him throw that to to Michael Crabtree. That made me yeah. fall in love with the spread. You, mm-hmm. you for you it was Oregon. For me, it was that game. Because remember, we were watching it, then we walked away, and your dad said, "Guys, look at this game," and we looked at it, and we're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yep, yeah, I. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When you want an easy way to feel like a chef in your own home, try Blue Apron's two and four serving menu plans so you're always cooking something new and enjoying fresh seasonal ingredients. Choose from an ever-changing mix of premium recipes, chef favorites, family-friendly options, WW recommended, and more. Get $130 off across your first six orders, plus your first order ships free when you visit blueapron.com slash blueculinary. I just don't understand how, like, you have an air raid guy as a coach there, and their offense is so unbelievably boring. Well, wasn't – did he get there last year as OC? Yes. Last year? Yeah. I just don't know if they have the players. Like, he's air raid. He brought – did you ever watch North Texas when he was the OC there? Yes. Because I watched them. I watched them. I watched it because of Lane Kiffin being at FAU. So when they would play North Texas, I'd watch it. They run air raid, but they are like what you would see, like what I would run at high school. They want to run the ball still. But I don't know what's going on. Like you would think, oh, I'm going to adapt this air raid and run inside zone and wide zone and have an H-back and it would look better. It doesn't. It looks slow. They look slow. So slow. And how they win, I don't know. Yeah, the receivers are slow. And their big thing, even on the broadcast, the coaching staff evidently was defending Slovis, who's their quarterback, which is hilarious that his name's Slovis <laughs> and their offense is so slow. But they're like, look at his completion percentage. It's so good. And it's not that great. And he's throwing five-yard out routes. No, like he never throws it. I don't think... I watched them play a couple here. I don't remember them throwing it deep that much. They don't at all. And it's not like Indiana where they throw crossers to then, like we're going to talk about here in a little bit, throw a cross route and then add a scissor concept into that, right? There's nothing. It's just like you can bring your safeties eight yards off the ball and you're not going to get beaten deep. So this guy, I love how his name is Slovis. He's 94. Is this for this year? I think it's for this year. 94 of 133. He's 70.7 completion percentage. He has 970 yards. <clears throat> Five touchdowns, though. I would think if you had a high completion percentage, you would have more touchdowns. But what do I know? Yeah, and Kyle Trask throws that per game. Yeah, then you got him and Wilson at BYU. They throw three, four hundred yards. Every game. Every game. Well, so Arizona, he, this kid at Arizona, when he played Arizona State, I guess he threw for 381, then he threw for 325, and then he threw for 264. But you only have five touchdowns. I don't know. I, I get what you're saying. Like, it looks it looks ugly. 
It's completely yeah. ugly. They look slow, and then they should have lost Arizona State. They should have. I watched that game. That onside kick was awful. Like, Arizona State should have won that game. Yeah. And then um, they only beat Arizona by four? Yeah, that's what – and then my biggest thing, I guess, is like I'm passionate about USC not being good for the same reason I'm passionate about Texas not being good. Like college football is better when all of the blue bloods are good at football. Right. And right now USC is like they're pretend good. Like, they're ranked 20 in the nation. It's probably going to go up now. And they would get throttled by a top 10 team. Right. Like, if you had them play, well, Alabama would crush them, but. Oh, yeah. But even if you had them play Texas A&M. Oh, yeah. They would be in Florida would destroy them. Absolutely. I even think BYU would give them a run. Oh, I think BYU would beat them pretty easily. Which, if you, we'll talk about that. Well, I agree though. USC is not Pete Carroll USC, and it's not even Lane Kiffin USC. No. Um, they look awful. I didn't watch it yesterday, but I watched the other two before that, so I understand. Mm-hmm. I have an idea. Yeah, it's hard to explain. People are probably if they ever listen to this, they're like, "Oh, what the hell are they talking about?" It looks slow. It looks like they don't know what they're doing. And I know Graham Harrell knows what he's doing. Yeah. They, I, there's something there that's not going right, and they should not be ranked. Illinois looked faster yesterday than what they do. Nathan West is going to lose his mind. Reeling you back in. We're not back even in there the yet, and we're reeling me in. Okay. Um, another thing... So Florida went to Vanderbilt yesterday. It was their first road game since they instituted a new policy. Florida is no longer using visitor locker rooms. So they came out and said they traced their COVID outbreak to being stuck in Texas A&M's visitor locker rooms. So they got totally ready at the, uh, hotel and then came and just warmed up on the field and never went into the visitor locker room. Now you told me this and I didn't know this. That's not a bad idea actually, because I don't know if you watched Mike Leach when he got hired at Mississippi state, he was talking about it and he was like, do you guys still have that visitor locker room? That's just awful. And they were like, Oh, what do you mean? He goes, well, when I coached at Kentucky and we came here, you guys had one toilet, no showers. There was no benches because they do that on purpose. Yeah. It's like Iowa with their pink locker room. Right. And you told me that I had no idea because I didn't pay attention to that game because I was like, Florida's going to win. Like I didn't even think twice about it. Even though it was a game in the first half, I guess. It was, they did not look good in the first half, but that's, are we going to start seeing more teams start doing this? I think it's a great idea. Now, if you're close enough. Yeah. What I we talked about this beforehand. They didn't look good in the first half. They looked really good in the second half. It looked like Florida. Right. I think since it's the first time they did that, like we're all creatures of habit, right? 
Like I like the same warm up every time. I like to be ready a certain way. Now that Florida's done this once, I think they will handle it better moving forward. And if you're going to do it the first time against a team, why not do it against Vanderbilt? Right, and then they almost slipped up, but because we, I, I think, mean, I said that too. Like the reason why they probably played bad was because they don't have. Because what they're not going to get there as early then if they're there two hours early normally they're not going to get there that early if they're already dressed. No, they said they got there like just in time to get on the field, warm up, and start the game. And I wonder, was this a decision that day or the day before, or were they already planning it? No, they had planned this a week ahead of time. Okay, because then I don't know where these are. So, like, what's the traffic like? Do you have to plan that out? And you're on a yeah. bus, which doesn't go as fast as a car. And so are we going to see more teams start doing this? Maybe. It's possible. I don't know. I like it. I think it's a really good idea, especially if you're a team with, like, Florida could make the playoff. Right. And I I think it depends on how close the hotels are. I don't know where these stadiums are. Like, I know in Champaign there's hotels right down the street. So if someone did it, like if Ohio State does it next week, just because, one, the U of I probably doesn't have good stuff anyway. (laughs) No, watch. University of Illinois probably has the nicest visitor locker room. It's yeah. like, hey, we want you to be comfortable while you kick our asses. We have it's better than the home. Like you guys have better stuff than we do. <laughs> oh a, shit! You guys have hot water. There's hot water. We put a PS5 in there. Don't you worry, guys. You guys are all yeah, set. Enjoy it. You guys want to spend the night here? Go ahead. We're fine. Yeah. Um, the next thing, and I, I'm realizing now, I have a lot of these. Um, I know Liberty lost, but Hugh Freeze needs to have another big-time college football job. When did he get fired? Uh, Was it 2017? I feel like it was like three years ago. He resigned. Fired. Fired. All right, you think Bleacher Report will tell me the right thing? Yeah. Yeah, July 20th, 2017, he resigned. Okay. Hugh Freeze can coach the hell out of some football. Like, I don't know if you remember, he beat Bama. You're not the first person to say he needs that. People are saying he needs that South Carolina job. I wouldn't want to go to South Carolina. Well, I guess Jeff Munkin's name has been thrown around for that job. That'd be a cool fit. But the first name to pop up for South Carolina was Hugh Freeze. So here's the thing. Someone then compared him to Art Bryles. I was like, well, Art Bryles was a little different scenario. I think his was worse than Hugh Freeze. Because didn't Hugh Freeze not get... They never really, like, found him guilty. He was just under investigation, and I think that's why he resigned. Yeah. But I think he he has more or less come out and said, like, yeah, I was doing some stuff I shouldn't have been. Or was it that he knew it was going on and just said, okay? No, because it was his number was the one they traced 
to be like, oh, you're calling this number for call girls. Oh, so it was our Bryles that knew it was going on yeah. and said nothing. Yes. So that's the thing. Like, I can't keep up with all these scandals. These guys that make money, I can't keep up. My thing is, like, if you hire Hugh Freeze, you need to pay, like, a million extra dollars and have a badass compliance officer <laughs> that is just like, uh, sir, that's against the rules. Constantly. Well, should he have gotten the Liberty job to begin with? Some people said yes, because they're not a they're not big time. But since he has that Liberty job, maybe he does deserve another one. But some people will say no, because you screwed up. I think it's going to take a school to, like, really take a chance on him. So is South Carolina that school? I don't know. I know you're saying that nobody wants that job, but if you're Hugh Freeze and this is your doorway back to, to the SEC, back to the no matter yeah. what kind of shithole it's turned into, because Will Muschamp just needs to be a defensive coordinator. That should what he needs to be the rest of his life is a defensive coordinator. What he is. He's right. just a defense guy. He tried to call defense, I think, as the head coach. And trying to do both is hard. Only a couple guys can play call and be a head coach. Like, Mike Leach I is mean, one of them. He's one of the guys that can be a head coach and call plays. But again, that's an air raid thing. But it's like also it's because simple enough. He, has no, but he has no talk with defense, I think. I think he hires people. He knows what's going on. And then he goes, just do your thing. Mm -hmm. What Will Muschamp probably try to be like a Nick Saban or like um but Nick Saban doesn't call defensive plays. No, who did no Will Muschamp coached for uh He was at Texas and he was at Florida for a little bit. Was mm -hmm. he there with Urban Meyer? No. Or was that Ron Zook's time? God, I don't remember. But anyway, he coached no, for I'm Mac Brown, you. I know that. Um was he trying to do that? Was he like, I'm going to be a head coach? And then what happens is you're a defense coordinator, you become a head coach. You don't want someone else to call the defense because you're like, oh, I know everything. Nick Saban takes a step back, has someone else call it. Now he's there to be like, oh, maybe you should do this. And they'll do it. Well, yeah, I think what even people like me don't realize is the difference between a play caller and a coach is like, you're setting the tone and giving them like, here is what I expect and here's how we're going to play. And then you have to trust your coordinators to go out there and turn that into reality. When right. You're, when you're a head, you're the CEO. Cause you have so much more to worry about. Like a call, like I'll use Eastern Illinois for, I know we're going very long here, but the rest of our topics aren't going to take very long. Until we get to the college football playoff. At Eastern Illinois, <laughs> they would do, um, on their spring games, they would have a coaching clinic that you could come to. And so we, being right down the street, would go. And you watched um, the head coach at the time. Um, and he would just step back. All the coaches were coaching something. He just stood there and watched. Mm -hmm. He had to go talk to boosters. They would come over there for that spring game and talk. He has to go talk to them. He has to go kiss babies. He's got to go shake hands. He's got to go do this. Um, and people don't realize that as a college football coach, like Nick Saban, could you imagine what he has to deal with? Boosters from Alabama. Like, you don't have time oh, to call plays. 
but see, I think it's different for Nick Saban. Like, I think Nick Saban's to the point where, like, the boosters take care of themselves. Well, I mean, like, when he first got there. When he first got there and had to build it up. Yeah. Now it's a whole—I'm talking about, like, well, yeah, now it's a well-oiled machine. Now he just probably calls him and says, hey, I need $2 million. Well, here you go. Like, it's yeah. fine. Or he probably just gets told, like, hey, we just got $13 million. And he'll be like, okay, that's fine. Do I have a new yeah, lake house? Yeah, exactly. Texas offered me this much money. How much are you guys going to offer me? <laughs> But no, um, I'm torn. I think Hugh Freeze does need a Division One job. But is this his first year at Liberty, though? Yes. Does he need to stay there for two or three years to really show? I think if you're Hugh Freeze, you have to go, like, you have to pay your penance. Like, you have to stay at Liberty for three, four years. So does he... And then if you're consistently good, like, yeah, then you get to go back to the SEC. So does he get to go now or should he stay there? Oh, I don't think anyone's going to pay. <clears throat> I don't think anyone's going to pay him. Does he care about the pay to get back? I no, I don't even think that's it. I think like if you're South Carolina, you're looking at Hugh Freeze and it's like benefit risk. The benefit is we're competitive in the SEC pretty much right away. Maybe. Okay. There's a good chance. The risk is that you get the death penalty. Like old Miss did. Is it worth it? That's their decision, but I don't I don't think there'll be a lot of college programs that will sign themselves up for that risk reward. Illinois would. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. Um Okay, and then the last thing I have here is I love Friday night Big Ten football. And like, I agree in November. In a normal okay. world without COVID, in a normal world without COVID, I would be so mad if, like, Illinois or whoever played on a Friday night because I'm like, oh, I have a football game I need to coach. And I'm not in the box where I can just sneak my phone out and glance at it. I have to coach these kids. Yeah. So right now I agree, but when they started that, I complained. I was the first one to complain because I'm like About I can't watch Friday it. Friday night football. Yeah, it was a couple years ago, and I'm like, why are they doing this to me? Because I have to coach a game. Okay, but that's why you invest in a DVR. I have to watch film though for like. High school coaches, like, we do a couple things after a game. We're going to go to a bar and complain about stuff, or we're going to go to a bar for a win but still complain about stuff. Then we're trying to watch film that night before so we know what we're talking about the next day. Then we have to sit there after all the kids leave, watch the next film for an hour or two or whatever, then by that time, you get home, and you're like, oh, I've missed the 11 o'clock kickoffs. So now I've missed even more. Now, I know there's a DVR, but then it's like, well, there's games today I want to watch, so you watch them. Then on Sundays, you have to discuss more high school football, what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Are you called to be a nurse but have a bachelor's degree in another field? Loyola University Chicago has a program for you. Our accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program builds on that degree to help you earn a BSN in 16 months. Choose our classroom-based ABSN that's 100% on campus or our hybrid ABSN that combines online and on-campus learning. Gain outstanding clinical experience. Learn from Loyola faculty. Earn a degree that employers trust. Two options, one great result. Search Loyola University Chicago ABSN. And then you want to watch the Bears get their ass kicked. Like, it's just a never-ending cycle. Good thing they don't play today. Thank God. Good thing they get a bye um, week. Yeah, I need a break from that heartbreak. Um, Mitchell Chupitsky. <sighs> yes. Um, but, yeah, that's just – I wanted to say that. That was an electric Friday night game. Um, and Purdue got robbed. Purdue got league. robbed. That was Big that was one of the worst officiating calls I've ever seen. That was like we could go do that. We've never refed. We could figure and, that out. My mom could figure it out. Well, even you heard the announcers who most of the time the announcers are pretty good about like, well, maybe both of the announcers were like, no one touched anybody. How is this a pass interference call? Yeah, they they can usually like, oh, I don't agree with the call, but I understand why. They had no understanding. They were like, we don't, what? They were lost for words, I think, at one point. They were like, what? Yeah. And the if you look at it, the flag was thrown like before there was even any contact. So what is going on here? I don't remember the whole game. Was that like a makeup flag for something or was that just them... <laughs> I hope not, because makeup flags don't exist, but they do. But you never throw a makeup flag at the end of a game. Right. Like in the last 30 seconds of a game. Well, that's why I was asking. I I couldn't remember if there was a flag right before that or like two plays. Because it's usually that makeup mark is the next play, or it's two plays later where you kind of forget about it. Yeah. Or if it ends a drive, it happens on the next drive. Right, because sometimes it's like if it was a first or a second down, they'll do it right after. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and people don't want – we could talk about that too. There's some really, really, really good refs out there. Then there's, And there's some really bad ones. Then there's some that are like, oh, I screwed that up. I got to make it up to the other team. That's like my favorite Big Ten basketball refing crew. Like every once in a while you'll have a good one, and then you get the stinker group that's like – Every time I touch the guy I'm defending, it's foul. Well, that's just basketball, Brad. We could do a whole NBA thing. NBA soft. That's just basketball. Oh, we're not talking him. We're talking college hoops. Oh, which, college hoops is better defense than NBA. This upcoming week, Illinois tip-off. Yeah. We have to start Get talking excited. about that. We yeah. can just do an Illinois basketball show. I think we do. We should probably just have an Illinois basketball show. I'm all for it. Yeah, absolutely. Especially this year. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna be fun this year, 
or the most heartbreaking thing I've ever been through in my life. Because it's Illinois. Here's the thing. Illinois basketball usually doesn't let us down as bad as football. Yeah. But with Illinois being ranked number eight, is this just opening the door to be like, we're going to be so the, good, and then plop. The ceiling for letdown is real high. But next and year should the be. Floor, when those recruits get in, they're getting in now, here in a year or two, those recruits he's getting, they're going to be good. Oh, I mean. They're uh, coming in now, but the couple that he got signed here for a year or two from now are going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm excited. Illinois. Three days. Three days. Hell yeah. Um, so, Brad, okay, we spent you, 40 minutes, and we haven't talked about one game. One of our games. Okay. So, are we start. Yes. Illinois. Steve, I would like to officially welcome you back on the bandwagon. I have not signed any paperwork. You've signed the papers. You, so guys, you sold your soul to the Illinois devil. Does it, does it matter that I had Illinois on the screen? but I didn't care enough. Can we say one thing? Guys, Brad texted us and said, Nebraska's in their all-black uniforms. I'm done. I like those uniforms. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. All right. Hear me out. I like those uniforms, too. They're just warm for Illinois. No. Do you know, like, Steve, you know the history of the black shirts, right? Right, because remember, then even in high school, remember when we were on defense and we had those? Yeah, the black shirts. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, like, the meaning behind it? It's like, Anytime you pitch a shutout or have an amazing defensive game, you come, you get to wear black shirts, right? So you're talking about the timing of them. The timing pissed me off. God, because okay. they wore black shirts to play Illinois. Right. Okay. Now, okay. Now you get a pass. Now you're forgiven. Now all yeah. is because I love because... those uniforms. Oh, yeah, they're awesome. And they got the little, like, skull wearing a helmet on the side. They're, the N on their helmets was black. Real quick, did you see the Illinois football tweet? That's on my list to talk about. Okay. All right. Okay. But that's why it pissed me off. Because they're like, we'll wear black and shut Illinois out. And then Illinois hangs 40 points. What, 40, 41 to 23? The first time they've beaten Nebraska since, like, 1925. In Nebraska, too, right? They haven't won in, in Nebraska. Yeah, they've beaten Nebraska at Lincoln since 1925, I think, or 24. Yeah, they haven't played each other a lot, but I think it's from the times they have. Yeah. They've never won since the Great Depression, even before. Like, they have never won. That is insane. Okay. And I wasn't paying attention fully to the game. Just because it's Illinois. And because Peter's mustache is a disgrace. His mustache is, uh, yours is way better than his. His is, uh. Okay. Let's talk about something. Because when this game first started, there, I, I was on the elliptical working out to start the game. Because I told you guys, I was like, I need the endorphins to like kind of feel good for what's probably going to be an ass beat. And then they come over the the what announcers say Isaiah Williams isn't starting, it's Brandon Peters. And I sent you guys a text that's like I'm fucking out. <laughs> like I'm off the Illinois bandwagon. And then they zoomed in on Brandon Peters on the first drive and he has this mustache, and I'm like, I'm right back in. Like that just told me he was ready to play. 
Is that what he's been doing during his COVID time off is I'm going to grow this peach fuzz mustache. Yep. That mustache is a disgrace. Oh, it. What was his stats? Hold on a second. All right. 18 of 25 for 205 yards and one touchdown. Brandon Peters. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but did you see the offensive line? Well, the run game was fantastic. 285 yards of rushing and four touchdowns. Yeah. Like, I think that was the first game where they've been kind of healthy up front. Yeah, and then, uh... They got some guys back. They got their center back, who's a senior. Like, it was the first game that offensive line has looked competent and... Our running backs looked good. They ran downhill. And Illinois took the ball away from them five times. That's the other thing I was going to say. Like, we have shit all over Levy Smith for like three weeks. Well, every week we've done this podcast, right? Can you blame us? No, 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 no. That's totally all right. The case you can make for Levy Smith is what happened yesterday. That was the most lovey ball game, 1926. Thank you, Jacob. <laughs> Red Grange. Perfect. Um, that was the most lovey Smith game I've seen since he was the Bears head coach. Mm-hmm. Turnovers, points off turnovers, winning football. Now, here's my rebuttal. Before you completely reel me back in, I'm on the hook right now. It's right here or before. Is that because Illinois finally showed up or is Nebraska that bad? I don't think Nebraska's that bad. Like, I think we both agree Scott Frost is a pretty good head coach, right? Well, he won at UCF and that got him this job. But since he's gotten there, they have not done too well. It was also a dumpster fire that he walked into. Right. But they haven't done Scott Frost things. And I will say this. He ran his UCF offense right when he got there. Now he's changing it a little bit. It's not quite what it was. Mm -hmm. Someone, Someone told me. It should be illegal in the state of Nebraska for Nebraska to be in the shotgun. And it should be under center. Coach Bennett out there. Shout out to him. He told me that. Yeah. Um, I will say this. The, the, the times I really sat down and watched Illinois yesterday, it looked like – I complain about their offense. It looked like they finally had like a balanced spread offense. Since they were able to run the football, their inside zone looked pretty good. Since they were able to do that, it wasn't this hodgepodge. It looked like a balanced thing, like play action, throw it, where it's going to be in a spread because Peters can't run as well as Williams. So they were able to do this. No. Yeah. So I will give them credit. I think they heard me complain enough. Like, I stopped following some of the Illinois coaches on social media. I was done with it. I was like, nope, you guys have made me yeah. mad. You don't know nothing. Even though they know more than I do. You don't know nothing. And now they're doing this. I am so back in on Illinois football. Like, Until does the- Illinois... Let's look up up the rest of Illinois' schedule. Ohio State is next, I think. Yeah, that's a win. For Ohio State? No, for Illinois. Is it because Justin Fields sucks? 
Coach West, oh, I got you. We're going to get there. Coach West is not here, but I'm going to talk for him when we get to it. Okay. Um, okay. Looking up the rest of their schedule. I had it up and got rid of it, so you have to look. They have Ohio State at home. At home, Steve. Okay. Iowa at home. Win. Against Iowa? Yeah. I mean, they have a chance. Yeah, a puncher's Illinois has a puncher's chance against Iowa. Northwestern at home. Their offense sucks. But their defense is really good. Their defense is really good, but now we have mustache Brandon Peters. He's going to have a which shave. they're not ready for. I think Ohio State's going to pull him on the ground <laughs> and, like, rip it off. They're not ready. Like... I want to believe in this team so bad. And yesterday, the defensive backs looked better. They didn't look great, but they looked better. And Ohio State doesn't throw the ball. Okay. Justin Fields has a very high completion percentage. But I think he got exposed against Indiana. I agree. But Indiana's okay. defensive back, or uh, their secondary is pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They are. They're really good. Illinois is going to lose against Ohio State. Whatever. I, I will admit that. But I think there's a chance they win the next two games. What is it? There's Iowa and Northwestern? At least a chance. What? Iowa and Northwestern? Yeah. I don't know if they'll win, but they have a shot. They have a puncher's chance against Iowa and Northwestern. Why do I still have this up? Here we go. There we go. That's better. And that's all I ask for. It depends like, on what watch. it depends on which Iowa team shows up. And yeah. it depends on if Northwestern gets their offense clicking. Which I don't see happening because um, they did just enough yesterday to be Wisconsin. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna talk about Northwestern. But I think Northwestern just—I just think Northwestern had faster guys than Wisconsin's defense. Illinois got a fast defense. Yeah, I think I just want to say again, welcome back to the bandwagon, Steve. I have not signed any paperwork. I have not seen a you... check. You sign the paperwork, it's officially in, and just welcome back, you know? Uh, I'll make sure you have a hanky so we can cry next week. Are we going to be really shocked if Ohio State puts up 40 in the first half? No, but I also wouldn't be shocked if, like, Ohio State had a hangover from that Illinois or Indiana win, well, and we were competitive. Here's something interesting. All right, now you're reeling me in. Here's something interesting. Ohio State show ran the ball a lot, to, and we'll get to that here in a minute. Hopefully, we're 51 minutes in, but there's no Bears game today, so I'm not too worried. Yeah. Illinois' defensive line is actually really good at stopping the run. They're just not really good at um, pass rushing. Mm-hmm. So and so here, here's the interesting thing. If Ohio State goes, we're going to run the ball, which they should have, against Indiana the whole time. If they decide to do that and Illinois is able to stop the run – 
you're going to put all that pressure on field, and if Illinois' defensive backs wake up, not saying they're going to win, but they're going to piss off Ohio State a little bit. Mm-hmm. So one of two things. Is Ohio State going to have a hangover, or are they going to be mad? Because they were not happy after that game. They weren't not happy. So kudos to Indiana because they're the real deal. They have my respect. Oh, 100%. So are we going to see a dragon come in and be like, we're mad? Because Ohio State has to put up 40 or 50 points and win by 40 or 50 points from here on out. I don't think so. I think think they could win close games and then beat the hell out of whoever comes out of the West. We'll get to that later. I got called a clown. We'll get to that later. (laughs) Okay. But I fully believe, like, this game was a turning point for Illinois. We're probably still going to be bad at recruiting, and it's not going to be any better next year, but I think Lovey Smith has done enough at this point to give himself another year. Well, that's what Coach West's whole thing was. He was like, man, Coach West, everybody doesn't know. We both know him. He wants them to win, but he's tired of Lovey Smith. So he's like, if we win, we have to keep him for another year and go through this again. Yeah. Which admittedly, like, I should give Whitman, the AD at Illinois, more credit because he does a pretty good job of, like, hiring coaches. I think Lovey Smith was a good choice to take over Illinois when he did because it was right. a dumpster fire. Right, that was... They had sanctions. They had players suspended. The program was bleeding recruits. It was a good choice. It was a good hire. You know, I know a player that was on that team when that happened. He will not tell me what happened. I'm so mad. Oh, really? Yes. We always asked him. We were like, so what really happened? He goes, I can't tell you. And I'm like, that's all I needed to hear. There was just some sketchy stuff. And I remember there being talk about, like, players playing with concussions. Was that when Beckman was the head coach? Yeah. 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 No, he's shady. I don't think he ever coached again. No, he didn't, which is good. He should not be coaching anymore. But I just – I believe in Whitman to if he fires Levy Smith to get a good replacement for him. And I think that – He's at a point now where he's not going to just fire. Like you just said, he's not going to fire Lovey just to go hire somebody. No. He, and this is the the part I hate about college football. If he does, before he fires Lovey, that means he's out talking to somebody, Mm -hmm. which sucks. So he's not going to fire Lovey unless he knows, like, I'm going to have this guy. So, like, I don't know. Let's say Hugh Freeze next year. Let's just say Hugh Freeze does take Liberty good this year and next year. And Lovey does what he does. Does he bring Hugh Freeze in? Yeah. Because Illinois might be that team that says, you know what? you do, the, Hugh Freeze, you do not deserve this big chunk of money you think you do. We're going to pay you sub amount, and let's see what you can do in the Big Ten. I would... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with Alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design. I would kill to have Hugh Freeze as Illinois coach. I want Dino Babers. I know that Syracuse is slacking right now because they have a lot of young – people don't realize how much young players they have playing right now. Yeah. They had like three-year quarterback like gone. The, they're up there with like the youngest teams in the nation, aren't right. they? Right, and, and this is Babers' longest tenure too. He was at Eastern for two years, Bowling Green for two years. And so he's been here for like four years, I think, four or five years. I wanted him to go to Illinois. Not just because of the offense. It's just because he's very energetic. Before practice at Eastern, he'd run like two miles on the track. Yeah. So, I don't know. I want him or Hugh Freeze, but Illinois can't pay Babers what he's getting paid at Syracuse. No. And that's the problem. Illinois can't really pay anybody, which is why, if we're being realistic, Lovey's not going anywhere. Right. Because we've done this game before where we're paying people to not coach here. But that's kind of why is Hugh Freeze the right choice here in a year? Because is it if – you know what I mean? Like maybe that's the step because maybe nobody wants to pay him. Hey, Illinois will pay you $2 million a year for you to turn your life around if you can do something for yeah. us for three years. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Let's let's get off of Illinois. Let's start into some of these games. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm still in the water. I'm not in the boat yet. I'm I'm sort of reeled in. I'm not in the boat you're, yet. You're you're in. You're in. The dip net's down. You're being hoisted up. I'm proud of you. Welcome back. Coach West is going to retire from the show. <laughs> okay. What are your thoughts? So, that pick six haunted Indiana. And I watched well, it happen. Well, okay, if people aren't watching this live, who are we talking about? Oh, sorry. See? <laughs> All right, Indiana, Ohio State. Ohio State won 42-35. to 35. Coach West was close. He thought Indiana was going to win 38-35, and it was close. He was pretty close. Um, I'm going to be all over the place with this game because I was really hooked on this game. I had the other two. I was really hooked on this. Indiana cannot run the ball worth anything. But that's kudos to Ohio State. They even said Ohio State's um, defense. Ohio State has the same problem as Illinois. Their their linemen and their backers and the run game are pretty good. It's the pass mm-hmm. game that Ohio State's going to struggle in, and Illinois is the same thing. My thoughts were um, Indiana's quarterback. How do you say his name? Uh, I'm just going to say Michael. Phoenix. Phoenix. I told you, he'll probably be my player. I know they lost, but he was 27 of 51, 491 yards. Didn't they say nobody has ever thrown that much yards on Ohio State ever? I think so. I think you're right. Five touchdowns. Like, he literally, they could not run the football. They had negative one yards rushing. Negative one. For the game? For the game. Negative one. Because at one point in the first half, it was negative seven. And so he literally took the team on his back at Ohio State. I know there was no fans. I think there was fans there. It would be a little different. Took the team on his back. 
it was that pick six that haunted them. And I watched that thing happen. I could see it. I saw where he was looking. It's hard to watch a lefty quarterback on TV. It looks very weird. It's awkward. I watched that pick and six. And he has happen. a weird delivery. He has a weird delivery. It's sort of like um, Tim Tebow-ish. It reminds me of left-handed Philip Rivers. Left-handed Philip Rivers. That's a good one. It's, he shot puts the ball. Um, I think Justin Fields got exposed because last year he had a really good players around him. Now he still does, but he doesn't have what he had. So if you have to tell him to throw the ball a lot, it's going to open it up for mistakes because he's not very tall. No. Now Indiana's corners and safeties are really good in the past game. So not to take anything away from them, because what, Justin Fields throw three interceptions? Yeah, three interceptions. Coach West, I'm going to speak for you. He said Justin Fields is overrated and he's not very good and he should not be a top pick in the NFL. It's going to happen because he's Ohio State. A quarterback, he's going to go. Somebody's going to fall in love with, like, his improvisation. Right, and then ability. if you watch that quarterback one underneath the lights, he was on there too at one of the seasons. Seems like a good kid. He's not what um, Spencer Rattler. Yeah, it wasn't is that. Justin you Fields hate so much. I think Justin Fields' dad's a cop or something, or was in the military, so he was very like yes sir, no sir, like all mm-hmm. that stuff. So I'm not saying he's a bad person, but like Indiana has my respect. I really thought they were going to win that game, but when that pick six happened, I was like, this is what's going to haunt them. And Ohio State's going to be Ohio State. Ohio State has a good run game. Good lord. They should have ran the ball every play. So I know I'm rambling okay. and you can go, but like that's my original thoughts of the game. I have a real thing to say, but first I'm going to say something really stupid. Ohio State's an all-time college football name team. Mm-hmm. They have a linebacker named Tough Borland <laughs> who just sounds like he was made to play linebacker at Ohio State. And he's from Bolingbrook, Illinois. How big of a – why can't Illinois get that guy? Pullingbrook is 20 minutes from my apartment. That's what I'm saying. Do you, like, have how you does... seen their – time out. Have you seen their turf? Uh-uh. The last year or the year before, I just had a, their, I just had a coach on my podcast from Bullingbrook. They have black turf. It got put in like a year and a half ago. Ooh, that's cool. You need to go look it up. It's black turf and like the end zone is red or something. They're yeah. the only black turf. That right there is amazing. I want to drive there just to go look at it. But Bolingbroke's a powerhouse. For people, oh my god, that field is awesome! It's an awesome football field. And can you imagine how hot that is to play on? They said it wasn't that bad because they said it's hotter on the green. And the coach told me I have to go back and listen. He told me why. Like they asked the people why, and I forgot. It's because on the green turf, you have a lot more tire pieces that are black. On there, that black is not tire pieces. You have more grass stuff, green on there. It's flip-flopped. Oh, so the underneath is green pieces? Yeah, so like on a green turf, you see a lot of black pieces because those are the cut-up tires. Yeah. But they're black-colored. On this one, it's flip-flopped. Oh, man, that's awesome. But yeah, that, I, is so cool. that head coach tweeted out all the players he had playing yesterday. It was a lot. A yeah. lot. 
Now, yes, why can't and, Illinois get those guys? Absolutely. And then their running back is named Master Teague. I know. Did you see him almost break his ankle? Yes. Oh. And then came back into the game like two plays later. Right. They just wrapped that puppy up, gave him some Vicodin or whatever, and something. There you go. But that dude's a load. That's why, like, we were all texting. Huge. I don't think we've all texted so much in our lives yeah, until no. yesterday. I don't even text my mother as much as I've texted this college football chain. <laughs> they should have ran the ball every play. I think. One harvest. And then play actioned it. Yeah. So I think this is my real kind of thing that I saw. Both teams did a really bad job of the coaching on both sides was bad. I think that neither coach really put his team in a good position to win. Consistently. Consistently. Like you said, why is is Ohio State throwing the football? Why were they throwing the football? Then why would they run it four times in a row with whatever running back or Justin Fields running it even? And then all of a sudden say, we're going to pass it four times in a row. Because Ryan Day, I'm not an Ohio State guy. He's a good coach. He called offense for Urban Meyer. Like, he's a good coach. He knows what he's doing. So why was this done this way? And then, like, Indiana was trying to force the run a lot, which you kind of have to. It was like the second and third quarter for Indiana was coached well. And then as it went on, it stopped. And and, and we're just going to talk about it now. What did Indiana do at the end of the game? Like, what was that? They totally – I've never seen a team play so well to come back and then in crunch time totally lose their identity. Right, because Coach West said it in the thing. He's like, why are they not running any, like, the dig routes or the shallow cross routes? And I said, oh, that's a good point. And then um, why aren't they doing scissor routes, which is a post and a corner? Why are they not doing that? plus having a crosser or a play I thought should work, which they may not even have this play. So Indiana, if you're listening, here you go. If you're in a two-by-two, on the left side, you run the smash concept, which is a hitch and a corner. On the right side, your inside receiver is running the shallow cross where he comes underneath, over, and keeps going. Then your other guy runs a post right behind it. That safety or two safeties are in a bind. Do you go with the corner? Do you pick up that crosser? Or now do you have to deal with that post? Yeah. And I kind of brought this up before when we were talking. Them moving away from their game plan so much made Penix look like he was lost. Just completely lost. And you're, you're giving the ball back with like 40 seconds left. And you don't even throw it once more than 10 yards down the field. Right. Why are you not occupying people? They have to have that in their repertoire. They did it during the game. Why did they not? Yeah, they threw it deep during that game. Dog bathroom time. This is where Brad should lock the door. And be like, we're not done yet. No, like, I don't want to talk about Indiana and their head coach because he's a good head coach. He's fantastic. But some of the the stuff you were doing to get down the field, you don't need to get it all at once, but, like, you should be able to throw 10-yard outs or do this or do this. Um, 
and they didn't. They got away from – it's not even like a two-minute offense play call. They were calling these plays during the game before. Then the hook and ladder I got mad about because, like you said, he even looked deep. They already knew this is what they were going to do. Yeah. Why not take a shot? They're, Ohio State's corners and safeties have been killed all day. Why not have three or four guys go vertical and have a guy run right behind them just in case you want to tip it back? It was the perfect example of, like, they played really aggressive, really smart football to get back into that game. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> So you played really aggressive, really smart football to bring yourself back from a huge deficit and then just abandon everything that got you there. Right. Completely. And just like took your foot off the gas. And you're right. Ohio State's defensive backs. This is not, this is the Coach Steve show. We are raw and uncut. <laughs> Yeah, welcome to Dog Training 101 slash college football recap. Do they uh, need to ring the bell to go out to the bathroom? No, we don't have a bell. We just Sadie shits on the floor and then we make her go outside. Oh, and then you she have to go the, out of Oh, you pooped on the floor? Oh, you have to go to the bathroom. Now it all makes sense. <laughs> now we'll let you out, yeah. Well, we haven't had an accident today. So that's a perk. Okay, we've had one accident today. Um, but anyway, that's it. was just sad to see Indiana go from what would have been an all-time great college football comeback to just shitting the bed. Well, because the more I think about it, they got the ball back first, and then Ohio State got it back, and then gave it back to Indiana. So there was that point where it was 42-35, they stopped Ohio State because Ohio State went from that fourth down, didn't they? And didn't get it. Okay. Talk about that for a second. Why? Because Ryan Kick Day was going. Goal. It's the same thing we you and I talked about with Oklahoma and Texas a few weeks ago, where I got mad at Lincoln Riley, but you said they should have went for the dagger. Okay. That's what Ryan Day was thinking. He was like, "If I get this for first of all, you have Teague is that his name, the running back." Master Teague. Master Teague, and you have the Justin third. Fields, the third. And you have Justin Fields. I get what he was thinking. Like, if I get this first down, I have these guys, I have this, we we will win the game. So I get it, but... Here, just a second. Pause. But for people think, people were still watching. I think what, what would happen was... He was going for the kill. They, I think Justin Fields ran it or they handed it off. I can't remember. And they got stopped. So Indiana, kudos for them for stopping them. But at the same time, I think that <clears throat> he was just going for the dagger. Okay. Sorry. Don't worry. I was talking to the fan, Jacob. Don't you worry. No, he was just going for the dagger. But at the same time, like, I feel like you only do that if you're up by like three. No, the. The difference to me, yes, that's right. You're right. Because it's the difference between a one-score game and a two-score game, right? right? Like, if you're up three, try to get the touchdown. But if you're up seven, kick the field goal because now it's a two-score game and you're still giving them, what, a minute? 
Well, no, at the time it was like four minutes left. Right, but you're still putting a lot of pressure on them because now they have to come down and score, and then they're going to do an onside kick, and now you have a better chance of. So that I don't, I got it for a second because I'm like, okay, it's on the inch. You only need a half a yard to get the first down and run some clock. And you have these athletes. Let them. Why not? I get it. I would have kicked the field goal. I would have kicked the field goal, especially too. when your defense just was getting torched because Indiana came down twice and scored twice in a row. Your defensive backs are getting killed. But here's they gave Lincoln Riley so much hell for that, but Ryan Day didn't get a peep. No, which is bullshit. Yeah, he didn't get a peep about that because. I think people were impressed with, I don't know. I don't know why Ryan Day hasn't gotten shit all over. Because it's the Ohio State University. And Lincoln Riley coaches uh, like Oklahoma. Because Ryan Day is a Urban Meyer disciple. I guess. guess. Does that make you like... It means everything. Yeah, I guess so. No, I don't know why. They they just kind of questioned it at first. They were like, oh, why not kick the field goal? And then they forgot. They were just like, oh, we're done. We're, we're not just going to go for this. That's something you do that when you're playing NCAA football. Or you're playing that. Right. Or there's a minute left. Yes. And you're kind of like, oh, they have, 90, they have 90 yards to score. I'll take my chances. Yes. But when you and, still have three or four minutes left in the game and you're up by seven, you just kick the field goal and just hope you get a stop. And I will say, like, some of that was Ohio State's bad play calling, but you also have to credit Indiana's defense. Oh, no. I don't take anything away from Indiana besides a couple of mistakes early on in the game and at the end of the game. But besides that, between those times at the beginning and that end was fine. Besides the yeah. pick six, that's, that was the only thing. That's, that's what, what I was going to say. This game is the perfect, like, representation of why turnovers shoot you in the foot. Right. And then, so I'm not going to take anything away from Indiana. Here in a year or two, if they continue to recruit and do what they're doing, they're going to be up there. It's still Ohio State. You have to get over the hump. But they're going to be up there here in a year or two if he stays, which he is. He seems like a guy that's going to stay. So kudos to them. It was just mistakes. It was just mistakes and clock management and whatever. Yeah. Which I hate I hate talking about coaches because I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know what's been talked. I don't know what the game plan was. Just from no, the outside looking in. Saying, like what we see from the outside. Right. What we see from the outside looking in. And then what was going on for <clears throat> and then what was going on for two and a half quarters. Yeah. Then it just disappears. Yeah. I uh I don't know. I I hope this doesn't, like... Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design. 
Buy four tires and get up to $200 in savings after rebate at Bell Tire's year-end sale. Or get even more in Bell Tire gift cards. December 26th through January 7th. Plus, get tires as low as $49 after rebate. Get up to $200 in savings. Or get even more in gift cards. December 26th through January 7th. Get up to $200 in savings. And choose the lowest tire price, period, at Bell Tire. 100 years of getting folks safely back on the road fast and affordably. See store or belltire.com for details. Restrictions apply trip Indiana up. Like, I hope they come out next week and just beat the hell out of somebody. And I don't know, did you watch the video of their coach talking, Indiana's coach talking to the players post game? Mm -hmm. That dude is fiery. He's fiery. He loves those guys. You can tell. Like, did you see the pregame Leo thing? Yeah. Like everywhere on their team facility, it says Leo, which stands for like love each other. Mm-hmm. Which I think is awesome because if you're a coach that's like trying to build a good mentality in your program, like those are your brothers. Well, you, you want to talk about building like, a culture? He's going to be one of the top guys that people want to interview and talk about. Taking Indiana, which is not a football school, and doing that is fantastic. Not to take anyway, they're not going to go anywhere with him there. Yeah, I think, I think if if you can take a school who, kind of like Illinois, is so used to getting throttled by Ohio State, and Ohio State had them on the brink in this game, mm -hmm. and to have the fortitude to come back, it says a lot about that that guy and where he's taken that program. And then they're looking at their schedule. They play Maryland next. Um, then they play Wisconsin. That'll be a good game. That'll be a good one. And then they play Purdue. Which I think they'll win that pretty easily. I think they can beat Maryland, but I know Maryland didn't play this week. Maryland's not bad, but I think Indiana can win. Yeah. They will beat Wisconsin, but it's going to be a slugfest, I think. But I think Indiana's speed is going to really bother them. Then mm -hmm. I think Indiana can beat them. So Indiana might sit here at one loss at the end. Yeah, they'll go to the Rose Bowl. Yeah. I would rather see Indiana in the Rose Bowl than Northwestern. I would too. And then if Wisconsin but if Wisconsin beats Indiana, they go, but or yeah. I think Wisconsin or Northwestern will too. Okay. Um uh, next one here. What's the next one? BYU? BYU. They won big, but they didn't play a good team, but they won big. They played North Alabama. They won big. Which, okay, so is BYU, BYU's not independent, are they? I don't think so. I just know Why that they... their conference wasn't playing. So they've, like, cobbled together a schedule their coach talked they got asked about um no it shows here they're ncaa one independent so they asked about their schedule and their coach got mad he didn't like get mad but he was mad and he said people want to talk about our schedule but you got to remember something we were the only team out west that wanted to play so we picked up who we could and played yeah um, 
So Which if, I thought they were in a conference. I didn't know they were independent. If you're a team that has anything to lose, so say if you're Clemson, I'm not playing BYU. We talked about this on another podcast that I was on with these teams. Because people ask, why don't people play Army? Why don't people schedule Navy like Alabama's of the world? And we yeah. said that. We said, why would you do that to yourself when you have to play an SEC schedule? Why would you risk yourself to lose a game? Yeah. Like a trap game. Which is what has annoyed me about Notre Dame for years. Like, Notre Dame plays a really tough schedule for being an independent. But then, like, there are years where their strength of schedule isn't very good, and they're like, why aren't we getting more respect? It's like, then join a goddamn conference. Well, that's why I'm glad they did the ACC this year. Yes. Um, but they're not going to stay. They keep saying they should. They're not going to give up that TV deal with NBC. Hell no. Why would they? If they're going to join sense. a conference, it's going to be the Big Ten because the Big Ten has a bigger uh, – the Big Ten network money rather than the ACC network. Yeah. Because I can't get the ACC network. I can get the Big Ten, but I can't get the ACC. So why would Notre Dame do that? If you want to spend the money and get Hulu Plus – I get ACC network and it's awesome. But like people that have Comcast and stuff, they don't get that. Yeah. Unless you live in that area. Right. But like I get it. But see, here's the thing. Everybody gets the Notre Dame game on NBC. So why would yeah. Notre Dame do that? But yes. So you had some thoughts on BYU. That's why this is up here. Okay. We talked about this way back. Like when we first started this show, BYU is awesome to watch but I don't care. Like they're playing these meaningless games against North Alabama and running up the score. But here's, but now my, my comeback is they had to get whoever they could. Yeah. To play because of COVID, they were going to have a tougher schedule before this. So I get what people are saying, but it's also COVID year, but I know that's not necessarily a pass, but at the same time, they're supposed to run. They have to run the score up. Oh, they do. 100% have her on the score. But this is the first weekend I haven't heard anything about BYU. They were just like, oh, they scored 66 points. But that was it. Well, but that's what I'm saying is, yeah, they're they're probably worthy of being in the playoff talk. And I, we're not going to talk playoff yet. <laughs> but <clears throat> the biggest part of this that I hate is – Wilson, in all reality, should be in the Heisman talk. And he's not. Like, I hate to say it, but he's not going to win the Heisman because of COVID, because they couldn't get anybody to play them. I think he's going to be in the conversation if they go undefeated. But I think it's going to go to uh, Trask. No, it's not going to go to Jones because it's Alabama. Yeah. I think Trask is going to get it for Florida, no matter what. Um, I think Wilson has to be in that conversation because he's putting up not the same numbers, but it's just as good. Okay, but you have to admit that what Trask is doing against the SEC is insane. Right, and that's why he'll get it. But I just think that Wilson needs to be top three Heisman finalist at least. Oh, he'll get invited to the awards. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's going to win, but he has to be in the conversation. 
And it sucks because I think if BYU plays their – I would love to see what their schedule looked like before this. But if I think I think if they played that schedule from before, he's probably going to win the Heisman. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Obviously, I'm not very professional. And it stinks. Like, I would like to care more about this BYU team because I like fun West Coast stuff. I do. Like, I like having that late game that I can tune into, like, late at night, kind of shut my mind off, watch some fun football. But I'm stuck watching USC not score, you know, or do anything impressive. Here was BYU's original schedule at Utah, Michigan, Michigan State, Arizona State, Minnesota, Utah State, Missouri, Houston, Northern Illinois, Boise State, San Diego State, North Alabama, then at Stanford. North Alabama was still on their schedule. <laughs> that was their um, original schedule, which sounds way tougher than what they're dealing with now. It is. That being because said, it was it's still it's, not great. But, I mean, it's at Arizona. It's at Minnesota. It's at Stanford. They yeah. would have came to Northern Illinois. I would have bought tickets. I live 45 minutes from DeKalb. Yeah. I That just cements my opinion that he probably would have been the Heisman Trophy winner and they would be a hell of a lot closer to the playoff. I think they're going to be in a huge we'll get to in a second. They still have a they they were supposed to play Army this year and it got postponed. So they're playing them later. If they beat Army by 30 points if not by 40 they have to be in the conversation even more. I mean, Army's not good. They're they're not bad. Man, they didn't even score a point this week. Let me find that Army game. They won 28 to 27. Okay. Against Georgia Southern. I don't know, we'll get to it, but anyway. Okay. I just like BYU's offense. Oh, no. I, like I said, they're fun to watch. I just don't care. I care. Which sucks. Like, I cared more about the Texas State-Arkansas State game. I'm a Texas State fan. Which was, if you just go watch the highlights. I am a like, huge highlight. That wide receivers coach at Texas State should get a pay raise. Like, both of those teams are super fun to watch. No, this BYU game, I knew. You're right. If if BYU was doing what they're doing now against their original schedule, they'd be in the huge conversation. So I get it, but it's also COVID year. You have to look at they wanted to play. They did. They just have to pick up who was available. They can't mm-hmm. control that the SEC said, no, we're only playing an SEC schedule. The ACC, no, we're only playing an ACC. The Big Ten wasn't playing at the time. Yeah. Pac-12 was not playing at the time. So for them to finally get some games was really good for them. But they came out throttled with Navy at the end of the year, which I thought was funny. Yeah. 
All right. Wisconsin Northwestern. We're moving along. We got speed. The, I know we're we're Coach Steve show. I don't care. This is Joe Rogan <laughs> style. Steve, Coach Steve show. Fifteen hours long. Um, Spotify, are you listening right now? <laughs> Wisconsin is done. They're now hold on, Brad. I'm going to give you telling me they were a playoff team. Okay. That was before they were exposed to be the Wisconsin that we grew up with and we all got really used to. Oh, I love when they play this way. There's no team speed. For Wisconsin? Yeah. Or, okay, I thought you were talking about Northwestern. I was like, oh, the defense is pretty fast. No, yeah, Wisconsin... Wisconsin annoys me because it's the same problem I have with Georgia, which we're going to get to. They just run back the same bullshit every year. And it's like, hey, we're going to be bigger than you. We're going to be stronger than you. And we're just going to run the ball. And if we can't do that, we're we're not going to win this game. And they ran into a Northwestern team that's faster and is physical, at least on defense. And you saw just how inept that Wisconsin team looks if the run game gets shut down. Like, what's Wisconsin ranked right now before this loss? Oh, my goodness. They were number 10 in the nation. You're the number 10 team in the nation and you scored seven points. Right. And the, first of all, Pat Fitzgerald can coach some football. I think that dude is never going to leave Northwestern. Oh, boy, he went to the Bears. I know. that, that We talked about this on the text thread. I would love to have him as the Bears head coach, but why would you leave Northwestern? That's the thing. I think he's been talked about leaving before, but he's he played there, right? He played at Northwestern. Yeah, he was a linebacker, Northwestern. He stood up for all the Illinois high school sports in the summer too, which I loved. He was like, "We need to find a way to see if we can all play." And he so he loves Illinois. He I don't know why people love the state of Illinois, but he likes Illinois. He fought for everything, but I don't think he'll leave. But they did say this. Someone contacted him for an NFL job just recently, and he he turned it down. Somebody reported he might talk to the Bears. Man, I would love to have Pat Fitzgerald. I just don't want a Nick Saban thing to happen. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, Northwestern, or you, you were talking about Wisconsin. I thought this might have been the year. What's their quarterback? Um. Oh, God. Mertz. Yeah, Graham Mertz. I thought this might have been the – I know it was Illinois, but, like, even though it was against Illinois, he looked really good throwing the ball. I don't care it was Illinois. Like, I thought this could have been the time where Wisconsin, if they couldn't run the ball, they might have a quarterback that could at least, like, nickel and dime it down the field. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize how young they were until last night. They have some young – tight ends, they have some young receivers, and they were talking about like they've never been in this type of situation before. Now, that's making excuses, but I forgot how much they actually lost from last year. A lot. Um, And Mertz is a freshman? Yes. 
Like, I hate cutting them some slack, but they don't need to be ranked 10th in the nation. Right. Well, that's the thing. Like, yeah, you're a freshman. Guess what? You're 10th in the nation. It's time to – you have no excuses. when You're 10th in the nation, and you didn't get to play a game or two because of COVID. You have no room, and you need to win the Big Ten championship to get to the playoff now. I've been wrong on this show a lot, and you've been wrong. I told you Wisconsin wasn't a playoff team, Brad. I know. I know. And it took me seeing a team physically just match up with them physically to see that they have no plan B. Did you watch Northwestern? Actually, look at Northwest. So when I was watching, I got to, I got there at the second half. I was like, okay, the strength of, Nor- of Wisconsin is their O-line because they're massive. I watched Northwestern's defensive line just hold them. And I was like, Meet them at the point of attack and not back down. They weren't trying to get in the backfield unless it happened. They weren't trying to do this. They just said, let's not get pushed down the field. Yeah. And they did. And here's the thing. The most impressive part of that for Northwestern is that is every Big Ten team's game plan. To not get pushed? Yeah. Like, don't worry about pass rush. Just do not let them hit the second level on the linebackers. Right. Like, if you can hold these offensive linemen, we'll win. And Northwestern did what 90% of the Big Ten can't do. Actually execute it? They physically met them at the point of attack and stopped their offense in its tracks. Like, I was so impressed with how Northwestern played that game. I was too. Now, their offense is suspect, but that could also be because Wisconsin – Wisconsin has a physical defense too, so that could have something to do with it. Um, and they just play because Pat Fitzgerald is very energetic. He got them to play, and that's where he he knows football. Don't get me wrong, but I think the way he's a good coach is that he gets the best out of them. He's, and their defensive coordinator is he's good. underappreciated. He is. They talked he's, about him last night. and He's super old. <laughs> they said he started coaching in college in like 76 or something that dude like you can tell those players know their assignment and they fly to the ball well that's they i was getting ready to say northwestern's a smart school people talk about the u of i northwestern is like pinky up like it's into in northwestern like evanston yeah like pinky up maybe these two fingers up i don't even know they have all their <laughs> fingers up he, they deal with a lot of smart kids and so to get them to play physical like that and to and to know their assignment. And you get all, they have a lot of Illinois kids. I kept hearing like, oh, they're from this kid's from this part of Illinois. This kid's from Illinois. Yeah. He gets Illinois kids, which Lovey Smith, what are you doing? But here's the thing, like he's not getting five star recruits. Like Illinois is still out recruiting Northwestern. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. 
from closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages. You can transform any area with Alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design. But They're just taking those guys and turning them into a better product. What Did Nathan, did you or Nathan say Pat Fitzgerald to Illinois? Was that Nathan? He said that. He won't. If he was at like a school outside well, of Illinois, maybe. But since he's at Northwestern, he's not going to leave to go to U of I. I would love that. Yeah, but it's his alma mater. Like, right. he's not going to leave for the rival in-state school. Can I put my microphone like this? Sorry, I'm messing around. <laughs> but, yeah, I... So is Northwestern on a path to the Big Ten title to play Ohio State for it? Or do they play each other? Oh. See, this is stuff, if we were really professional, Steve, we would do this beforehand. You know what, though? This is Coach Steve's show. We're not. I don't care. We don't do anything the right way. Okay. Now, because you brought that up, I said this yesterday. I said, if we got paid money, if this was our job, like our full-on job, we'd be the best. Because we would be having this prepared. Yeah. But but since we have other stuff to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Their schedule the rest of the way. Michigan State. When? Minnesota win, Illinois loss. Cause it's at Illinois, isn't it? No, it's in at Northwestern. That would be but a good game. That's gonna be a good game if they Illinois keeps going the way they're going. It's at Michigan State at Minnesota. But Pat, at Minnesota but, is a tough game. But with Pat Fitzgerald as your head coach, that doesn't bother me as much. Yeah. And there's no fans. I, there's no fans. That's the other thing. I fully believe Northwestern would give Ohio State a run for their money. Now, they can't score the football, which is a problem. But their defense could match up with Ohio State's offense. What's Northwestern 5-0 and right now? Yes. And Penn State's 0-5? That's hilarious. Yeah. Now, can we talk about the fact that in the third quarter, there were nine punts? There wasn't a single single scoring play. You know what that is, Brad? That's a good old-fashioned suck-off. That is the epitome of a suck-off. Now, we can't just say that without – at least kind of explaining what that No, we, we can just leave it at that. We'll let their imagination, the, the 20 people that listen can run wild. With with what a suck-off means. Me and Brad would play NCAA <laughs> or Madden, and we would just pick the worst teams that we could find ratings-wise. And we play as those teams, and then we just call it a oh, good old-fashioned suck-off. Yep, absolutely. So there you go, people that... That was some of our best video gaming of all time, actually. I think that's why I have headaches because uh, we would get so mad. Yeah, there were a lot of throne controllers. I think that started with NCAA when Eastern Illinois was on there and Illinois State, like on the PS2 days. Yeah, we played Illinois directional schools. Right, and I think that's where it happened because we were playing like Oregon's 
and the Alabamas and the Floridas. Like, oh, these teams yeah. are so good. And then we get on there, and it's like, oh, speed is 25. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was before, remember the year we had to outlaw Florida? Oh, that was on the Tim Tebow one. Yeah. Because, yeah. Brad, I bought it at a 360 during this pandemic. Did you really? My friend was selling it for 20 bucks. So I grabbed it, and I got my NCAA games out, and I was playing it during the quarantine. Don't you yeah. worry. I found them. And I had my memory card, and I put it in there. I found it. Don't you worry. <laughs> I had it. Yeah. Um, what was I – oh, okay. We're not going to talk about this game because it wasn't good. But what is the best – name of a college football rivalry because i think bedlam is right up there at the top who's the bedlam again it's oklahoma oklahoma state oh, we're yeah. not going to talk about it it was a bad game yeah the only thing i'll say is is that they we're, we're just going to tie this in now i'm going to put this up here and put cincinnati up here we're going to tie oklahoma state and this together just because it was both what the only thing i want to say yes the bedlam's the top that's a great name. Yep. Um, these coaches for Cincinnati and Oklahoma, Oklahoma State have no discipline. Yes, I'm calling out Lincoln Riley. It's a rivalry, but watching the way those kids interact with each other is just stupid. I'm surprised more kids didn't get thrown out. I know it's football. Or hurt. Or hurt. I know it's football. I know we have to be tough. I know it's just words. But me as a coach, the way I coach personally, I would tell them to shut their mouths. I'd be like, just shut up and play. Don't be talking to them. Don't be hooping and hollering. Don't be trying to gouge your eyes out. Don't be trying to do this. And then at halftime, the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State game, you're supposed to let one team go and the other one goes. So I don't remember who started it. But you had Oklahoma State and Oklahoma like going at the same time. And then they got together and coaches are pushing each other. The players are pushing each other. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. I know yeah. you hate each other. And grow then, up. Grow up. And then as the head coaches, you know, they need to say, quit it. Like, that's not why you're here. Yeah. And like Oklahoma, we knew what was going to happen. If you're Oklahoma, you're not going to make the college football playoff, but you have to be like, we have to win and continue to win. Oklahoma State doesn't. No. And I hate that as a coach. Like, why do you have to do that? And then Cincinnati... Um, you know, all they had to do was take a knee. I think there was like four seconds left. They could have snapped the ball, thrown the ball up in the air, and let the seconds run out or run around, take a knee. They were in shotgun. They bobbled the snap. He got hit. They thought the game was over. The ref said they have to go look at it to get the time back on the clock. So what's his face for Cincinnati? That was Ohio State. Um, Finkel, Feckel, I don't know the head coach's name. I don't. Wait, who? Cincinnati's head coach. He was the oh, uh, oh shit! I can't remember it either. But yeah, that was okay. You said something about Lincoln Riley, but I need to say something too. So early on in that game, before I kind of quit watching because Oklahoma was just a better football team. Forty-four, who plays safety for Oklahoma, got a taunting call early in the game, mm-hmm. and it. Fucked over Oklahoma. And I give Lincoln Riley a lot of credit because that dude's an upperclassman. And evidently it's a problem with him. 
I don't think he ever came back into the game. They sat his ass down and said, you're done for the day. Which is all fine and fantastic, but then you let your whole team conjugate. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not saying he didn't make any mistakes, but I give him a lot of credit for that. Right. Big game, ranked opponent. You're trying to get yourself back into the top 10 to take an upperclassman and be like, you're going to sit there and just think about how stupid you are for a while. Right. And then the Cincinnati game, they thought the game was over. The head coach is arguing with the ref like, oh, no, there should be no time left, but it's their job to go look. It's their job. People don't realize refs in the NFL and college, they get graded after a game. And if they get a certain grade so many times, they get fired, especially in the Mm -hmm. NFL. And that's why they have to go in so much detail with their penalties and stuff. People don't realize that. Um, And so then they thought they were winning. So Cincinnati's like uh, players were out there. UFC's players are just kind of standing there watching to see, and you and their Cincinnati's are waving at them, pointing at the scoreboard and this, this, and that. And I'm like, if I was the head coach, I would not be arguing with the refs. I'd be telling my players to shut up and just get off the field. And I'm not saying that's not what they were doing, but that has to be established from the get-go. You're not going to see Nick Saban's team do that. You're not going to yeah. see a Clemson team do that. You're not going to see any of that. I don't even think you're going to see Lane Kiffin's team do that anymore. Maybe back in the day, but I don't even think you're going to see that now. Yeah. I think, I think it's a failure as a coach if you're allowing your program to do this kind of stuff. And that has to be established in practice. From day one, right. I think. It's like, we don't act like this. Right. Like, I've seen Nick Saban chew out his players for doing stuff like that. Like, you're not going to do that. Oh, if... <laughs> If one of Nick Saban's players allowed the other team to score because he got called for taunting, your scholarship's gone, bud. You're done. And he'll like, do it on live television. Oh, yeah. 100%. And he'll probably make sure you don't get drafted. You know, like, you're going to play for Hugh Freeze now at Liberty. Like, this is what's about to happen. <laughs> yeah, you're done, bud. You can fall for You're going to go play at Tennessee so I can beat you. Yeah. Is what's about to happen. Um, okay. I have to pee my britches here in a second, but I want to know what you're – we have to get to the bottom of the best college football rivalry name. Oh, good. So I'm going to list off the top ten that's this random website, okay? While I'm going, look up some more. So Holy War, BYU, Utah, Red River Rivalry, Texas, Oklahoma. This is one of my personal favorites. World's largest outdoor cocktail party. Florida, Georgia. Good old-fashioned hate. Georgia, Georgia Tech. Backyard brawl. Pitt, West Virginia. That's one where they, like, throw batteries at people. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Bedlam, which I think is an all-timer. The Civil War, Oregon, Oregon State. Um, let's see. Uh, see, some of these aren't even good. Ohio State, Michigan is just called The Game, which I think is badass. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and none of these 
these really have trophies, like rivalry trophies, so we can add some of those in too. Like, uh, what is it? Minnesota and uh, is it Minnesota? Michigan play for like the old brass spittoon. I think which so. is a terrible trophy, <laughs> but it's kind of cool at the same time. So I'll be right back. Think about it. Oh, Notre Dame has a million of them too. Like jeweled shillelagh. Because they play like six teams that they have rivalries with. Exactly. The Magnolia Bowl. <laughs> LSU and uh, Old Miss. Oh, I'd never even heard of that one. Oh, there was one here. Uh, Battle of I-75, Bowling Green and Toledo. Why every time those two teams play, even like not even each other, I feel like I've watched more Tulsa football games than probably any other like mid-major school. Steve. The Friends of Cole Bowl. Who was that? It's uh, Marshall, West Virginia. That might be the winner. <laughs> That's up there. You know what's great? I can edit that audio part out later on. This this video, though, will be there for life. Yeah. Oh, my God. Some of these are just bad. Here's Jacobs. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. It's not okay now because we're going to be the Kingfishers. Wow. Okay. What's your favorite one, Steve? Oh, there's so many. Battle of the Oil Can, Fresno State, San Diego State. Here we go. I found the winner. The the Dutchman's Shoes Trophy, RPI and Union. Cool. There we go. Oh, my God. Battle for the Peach Basket, <laughs> Valdosta State, West Georgia. Oh, Valdosta. That, that's how Mommy Mike Leach. Which reminds me of, oh, my. Okay, the stupidest one that's a major college football thing. Battle for the megaphone. Michigan State, Notre Dame. Oh, my God. All right, that's where we have to stop. That's enough. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, back to my original point. Bedlam is probably the coolest name for a rivalry game. Right. And then when it's at Oklahoma State, it's always at night. And when there's students there, they have those paddles that, like, smack against the side of the stadium. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's a cool rivalry. This was just not a good version of it. You know what's funny? We're going longer without Nathan. I know. I know. We've got one more game, and then we got to talk about – oh, God, we got to talk about the playoff. Okay. Let's try to go quick on this next one. Is it the Georgia? Yes. Uh, Georgia-Mississippi State will go pretty quick. Um, besides, go Coastal Carolina being undefeated. They beat Appalachian State. Yeah. Actually, a good game. It was a good Fun game. Fun game to watch. Um, um, I just love Coastal Carolina's. I just love Coastal Carolina's offense. Yeah, their offense is fun. Um, if you want to watch some fun highlights, like go and watch the highlight recap condensed game of that game. 
and you get a lot of a, an idea of like why they're so effective and what they do. Like their offense is dynamic. They really do all phases of the ball really well. Mm-hmm. I think. They are the most hard playing team that we're seeing. And their offense is just amazing. They run the option, but they're they're doing a lot of RPO stuff off of it, which is fantastic. You're gonna see a lot of high yeah. school coaches steal that. I may Including be one of them. you. I can. Yeah. I'm not the OC. I can look at the run game all I want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, Mississippi um, State and Georgia. Yes. I'll let you start since you Did have you... such a man crush on So I don't know how many scholarship players they had. I think they had like less than fifty. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was an NCAA rule that they couldn't play unless they had their scholarship players, but then they said no, we leave it up to the team. Yeah, they're allowed to like back out of it without repercussions unless the team wants to play. And Mike Leach is like, no, we're playing. Yeah, it's such a Mike Leach thing. Well, he here right, he he doesn't he can't afford not to for them to pick up on it. And I think he wants them to play and have that team come on like he wants them to be together. But they right, he yeah. they have to play. Like it's not just, oh, we're fine. No, they have to play. And they have the Will Rogers kid playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. He was forty one of fifty two for three hundred and thirty six yards and one touchdown, which does not sound bad at all. He picked up on it more than Costello. Costello. <laughs> but then that JT Daniels for Georgia, 28 of 38, 401 yards and four touchdowns. Okay. I'm going to say something. And it's going to prove my point of something that I've been stomping the ground about since we started this podcast. You're wrong. I'm not wrong. <laughs> this is a game Georgia loses if they hadn't have started uh, – What's his name? Daniels. Yeah, JT Daniels. If they had that other kid in there, they lose this game. Because did you watch it? You did. You watched this game. I, I'll say that just because I've – not that the other kid is just as talented. This guy's just more of a leader, I think, if that makes sense. That was one of the very few times outside of them playing Alabama where you watched a Georgia team not be able to run the football. And what happens when Georgia can't run the football? They lose. They lose. Credit to Kirby Smart. He changed his quarterback. This kid is more comfortable throwing the ball, obviously. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. 
Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design. And put up, he went, I wrote it down. I know the stat line's your thing. 28 for 38, 401 yards and four touchdowns. That doesn't happen with their previous quarterback. Their their wide receiver, Burton, 197 Mm -hmm. yards receiving. That's That's what I'm saying. Like, one, this should not have been a game. They should have blown Mississippi State out of water. But if they didn't move their quarterback, they lose this game. And all the credit in the world should go to Mississippi State. I agree. I'm not going to disagree with you. I agree with everything you just said. Um, the stuff that I watch, I didn't get to watch the whole game because I thought we were going to watch the Oklahoma. I was waiting to see the Oklahoma game. Georgia looked like they were more in shotgun stuff than they ever have been before. Mm-hmm. So are they finally done? I think Mississippi State went in. Mississippi State has a high-ranked defense, actually. Um, they have not. some big boys on that defensive line. When they went to play Alabama, I think they said Mississippi State had a high-ranked defense just like Alabama. Yeah. And then Alabama blew the doors off of them. I think Mississippi State went in and said, we're going to take the run game away from you. You are going to beat us passing the ball, which you said. If they don't have Daniels, then maybe that doesn't happen. Yeah. So kudos to Georgia saying, okay, you're in, we can't run the ball. We're going to pass it. They could. Um, but you're right. No matter who played quarterback, this shouldn't have happened. But Mike Leach said this. He said, this is one of the hardest fought games I've ever been a part of from players, like from a player's perspective. Well, yeah, if you're a 300-pound defensive lineman and watching that game, they weren't rotating out. They couldn't. Like, Mississippi State's nose tackle, like, stayed in that game and made plays Mm -hmm. in the second half of that game, which is not easy against Georgia's offensive line. No, so kudos to Mississippi State and then – they're starting to pick up on the offense a little bit. You had to put a different quarterback in. Now I'm just watching the receivers. The receivers look like they're slowly figuring out when to sit in the zone in the open spot. They're slowly figuring out when they have a man. It's Mississippi State's offensive line that's really struggling with pass protection because I watched where they tried to do this. Georgia tried to do a stunt, and it was the worst stunt I've ever seen. It was the slowest stunt I've ever seen in my life. And... Mississippi State's offensive lineman just let him go or like started to block him then like oh he's leaving let him go the other guy had already hooked onto his guy so he just let him go and boom it's like so they it's hard when you come from a run oriented offense to try to pass block every time so that's what I'm saying here in about two years I think they'll have it it's going to be fun from Mississippi State but Georgia's got to change their offense it's got to be an Alabama offense it can't be this pro style anymore and here's the thing, like they have the athletes on the outside Georgia, to be yeah. able to run a pro style spread offense. Do they, it. They need to be a power they need to do Alabama. They need to be a power or a spread power run team. Yes, absolutely. And they have the wide receivers to do this. They have 
running backs to rotate in and out. They need to just go to it. And people out there are going to be like, no, 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 no. No, I mean, they tried it for a couple years. Almost got the, the championship, almost. But then ever since then, you haven't. Yeah. And it's the same thing I've been saying since we started this podcast. Like, you can't keep doing the same shit and expect different results. And if 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 um, Nick Saban can adapt, everybody can. Yeah. Like, Kirby Smart. Yeah, that's who Georgia's head coach is, right? Right, yeah, he, needs, he needs to. Yeah. But he's focused on defense because he was the defense coordinator for Alabama for a very long – he's like one of the longest tenured assistant coaches for Nick Saban, I think. Which is the same thing. Like, I don't understand. And it seems to be defensive coaches. They get stuck with their mindset of like, this is how we win football games. We don't have to adapt. Even Nick Saban went through a period of time where it was like almost to a fault, we're not changing. But he figured out very. But Nick Saban went from it from a standpoint of, and he says this now. He said the times of defense is almost over because offenses are able to do these things that we just don't know if we can stop them. Yeah, like full on stop them. You can slow it down, and make them score. Like okay, you're going to get to the twenty in the red zone. Now let's see if you can score. And that's not even the offense. It's like rule changes have made it easier to score on offense. You know, well, that's what he was talking just, about. He was like, this RPO stuff is killing everybody. Yeah. The offensive line are five yards down the field and they're not getting called for it because refs are seeing, because it, like on in the NFL, oh, this is an RPO. No, it's a pass. It's a uh, play action. Pass. Yeah. Right. You watch the offensive line, but that's where these refs maybe are getting fallen into that too. Like, oh, it's a, they're not watching it fully. You don't see a lot of offensive linemen down the field calls. And if you do, it's no, because the play took forever. Happens, it happens all the time. And like, I'm an offensive the guy. The amount of illegal illegal man downfield calls that just never get called on any given Saturday are insane. And I'm an offensive guy, and I'm saying this like it happens all the time. Yeah. It, it, it's something I think they need to look at. Because you know who's the worst about it is Oklahoma. Because mm-hmm. they do the GT counter Oklahoma stuff. Oklahoma has men downfield every single play. It just never gets called. Wait, I don't know. Or just a second. Oh yeah. Okay. Can I get a quarter pounder? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yes. We're getting Girls. some McDonald's. Dietitian approved. You can just go on the, the treadmill later on. Yeah, five, eight hours. Hey, if Joe Rogan can eat okay. McDonald's on his podcast during the presidential election, everybody can. Yeah. You watched that, didn't you? Oh, I did. The moment that I saw Tim it was Dillon, live. Yeah. The Tim Dillon, Alex Jones combinations all the time. So I didn't know Tim like, Dillon was on Joe Rogan's podcast so many times. Yeah. It's like six times. Have you ever just listened to him, like his podcast? No, it's on my list. I'm, list, I'm finishing up 
the Joe Rogan stuff with him. And then yeah, he was on Whitney Cummings podcast. And I was like, Oh, that's gotta be hilarious. Mm-hmm. He, he went on a uh, different podcast called your mom's house. It's Tom Segura and Christina Pazitsky. Pazitsky. Uh-huh. Um, they're hilarious, which you should listen to that podcast. And anybody who's listening should listen to that podcast. Cause it's, um, you, it's, Tim My Dillon's favorite. hilarious. I didn't know how funny yeah. he was until I listened to talk to Joe Rogan. But Tim Dillon on that podcast that I'm talking about, Your Mom's House, was probably the funniest thing I've ever experienced. No, um, I've watched halfway through the Tim Dillon, Alex Jones one. But did you watch Joe Rogan live on the presidential election night? I didn't watch that one. It's all he was live, and I said, this has got to be more entertaining than watching the news so i turned it on it was joe rogan <clears throat> some guy he's had on his podcast before who's into politics and then tim dillon <laughs> and yeah. he had that free whoever shirt on again uh, yeah. <laughs> mike epstein's yeah he had that uh, shirt on again and then they're talking for like an hour like halfway through all of a sudden you see this guy come walking up to the table with like four bags of mcdonald's and then i'm like what is going on and they give a bunch of it to Tim Dillon, Jamie, the guy that you know runs it, took it. Then there's Joe yeah. Rogan. He goes, oh, yeah, he eats like a fish fillet, then he eats another sandwich, and then he eats this french fries. I'm like, oh, my God. Well, you realize, like, Joe Rogan works out, like, five hours a day. He eats nothing but meat. Yeah, elk meat. Okay. Are we going to pick games for week 13? Yes. So one of them already is the Iron Bowl is next week. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Alabama and Auburn play on Saturday. Okay. Um, okay. Bama, Auburn. Um, Iowa State and Texas play, but I don't really care about that game. Ohio State plays Illinois. Well, yeah, I got to watch that. Um, Notre Dame, North Carolina. That's a good one. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of Friday games. I don't think any of them are. No, that's a Friday game. That's a Friday game. All right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Get excited. Why does my... Do you have this problem with ESPN? Like, it keeps jumping me back to week 11. It did that to me last week. I don't know why. I don't know about any other good games. Like, normally I would say Penn State, Michigan, but like... Who cares? Yeah, and then... I mean, maybe Memphis and Navy, but... Minnesota plays Wisconsin. Oh, no. Coastal Carolina plays Texas State. Oh, okay. We should add that. Because I would like to genuinely, like, break down some of that. Oh, that's why. I'm an idiot. Okay. Um, Mississippi State plays Old Miss. That needs to be on the list because that'll be a fun game. They might score a million points. 
Oh, I hope so. And then Texas A&M is going to throttle LSU. Not like you're bad mouthing. Um, well, maybe not. I mean, who knows? I don't know anything. <laughs> okay, so we're going to Coastal Carolina, Texas State. Sure. And then Mississippi State, Old Miss. So right now we have Ohio State, Illinois, Bama, Auburn, Notre Dame, uh, North Carolina, Coastal Carolina, Texas State, and then Mississippi State, Old Miss. Yep. I think that's a good one. Do you want to pick winners on that now? Do we have to pick the one with Ohio State, Illinois? No. Well, Bama's going to beat Auburn. I Yes. Notre Dame. I'm going with Notre Dame. Where's it at? It's at North Carolina. North Carolina. I'm picturing, okay, here's what I'm picturing. Hear me out. You zoom in, Chapel Hill. Coming in. All of a sudden, you look over and you see Jordan standing on the sidelines. And there he is, Michael Jordan. And they're in all black with that baby blue just popping. And Notre Dame shows up and just shits the bed. I don't know because I think their trap game was Boston College. And Notre Dame had this week off. Yeah. I just – hear me out. I I think that'll be a UNC win. Well, I'd be And I'll be interested – no. I want to see the spread because that's probably a game I'm going to bet on. Now I'll be shocked if Notre Dame loses. No. No, because I think Notre Dame's one of those teams that very easily has a stinker. Which in, I, in there. I think it was supposed to be Boston College, so I think that maybe they got through it. Yeah. Coastal Carolina, Texas State. Coastal Carolina. Yeah, I'm going to take Coastal Carolina too. I just like them too much. Then Old Miss, Mississippi State. My mind, like the every fo- telling me no, just <laughs> telling me no. My mind and all the football knowledge that I have, which is not a lot, it's like two percent of the world, is saying Old Miss is going to win. But then it's Mike Leach. Yeah, go with your heart, see. So my heart says, if okay, if they can hang in that game against Georgia, they could beat Old Miss. If if Mississippi State has all their players and he starts the Rodgers kid again. Instead of Costello? I think that it's a game. If that make, like, I think it'd be a game. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with if they have all their players and they're healthy, Mississippi State. Okay. I'm going to go with Old Miss. Now, so... I'm not going to bet on that game because... I don't know which one no, I'd rather win. No one should. I don't know if I want to win money or this. No, the only thing you bet in on in that game is the over total points. If I do, I did that for the Kentucky or Mississippi State Kentucky game. Yeah, and I just Mississippi and they, State yeah. scoring, scoring two points. Yeah. Um. Okay. So last thing, let's go over our college football playoff right now. So, I got called a clown. 
for a couple okay. of reasons. I defend a coach. A, co- a guy attacked another coach, and so I Just defended him. So I had to defend a coach on Twitter and called me a clown, and so... So for me, I put out there on social media that I had Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and BYU. But Sorry. Dog was in the other room chewing on extension cords. Should have just let her zap herself. For the audio sake, I said, but I'll tell you again. So I got called a clown because I defended a coach, but that's a whole other story. So I tweeted last night. I said, hey, for right now, and this is my eye candy, like me watching... I said Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and BYU. That was just from eye candy of yesterday. Was college football playoff. That's who I think. I got called a clown because I didn't put Ohio State in that conversation. And what people need to realize is I'm not what I said is not so far fetched that it makes no sense. Now, if I would have said, like, Coastal Carolina or something, people could really come after me for that. Or if I would have said Army or or just something crazy. What I said was not that far-fetched. I think that's who I want to see in the playoff, is those four. I don't want Cincinnati in. I don't respect them at all. And if they do get in, I hope it's Alabama first. I hope Alabama scores 85. And I hope Cincinnati scores two, if maybe three. I was about to say, they're not getting Alabama for a safety. So maybe they score three points. That's what I hope happens. I hope they just get throttled. Realistically, it's going to be Bama. It's going to be the winner of Clemson, Notre Dame, and that ACC championship game. And then after that, I kind of don't know. Okay. I want to see Clemson and Notre Dame. I don't think I'm so far-fetched to be like, I want both, just because Clemson lost to Notre Dame. Like, I, it's not so far-fetched. I don't think I'm a clown so for not ACT, playing Ohio. the ACC has a championship game, right? Correct. And it's going to be those two again. Yeah. And I think Clemson so, wins that time. Yeah. Now, if they win, both of them are in. Notre Dame and Clemson. I think. So, oh, you're saying if Clemson beats Notre Dame? Yes. Okay, yeah. If, if Notre Dame wins again, Clemson's out. Yes. Yeah. Now, mine right now, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State. I know that's chalk, and I hate to do that, but until Ohio State loses. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. 
Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design. You're the best until you're not anymore. No, right. Like what I said last night, what people need to realize is they called me a clown. But what I said was not so far-fetched. I'm just talking about the way they played against Indiana. Kudos to Indiana. But the way that happened, I'm like, you do not deserve it right now. As of today, I don't think Ohio State should be in. However... But you can't, you can't have it both ways. You can't sing Indiana's praises and but then I can. shit on Ohio State for not beating them. But I can't. You're Ohio State. You're supposed to not let this happen. You were, you were up. They were up 35 to 14, and you let this happen. And... Indiana's a really good football team. Right. But that's what I was saying. Like, I just said from eye candy as of last night, my top four was what I said. Now, realistically, what you just said is probably what's going to happen and what I know. Like, and that's why I changed every day. Last night I said BYU. This morning I'm going to say, okay, Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Ohio State. Unless Ohio State loses, which the rest of their schedule they're not going to. I And then the other side of me is I hate how Ohio State's going to win the Big Ten and get in at 6-0, and whatever it is. And then if BYU goes 11-0, and they don't even get in. It's kind of where I'm coming yeah. from. Because you can't tell me Ohio State's schedule was that tough. Indiana's going to be their toughest game. Because Penn State sucks. So here's the problem. BYU, to me, should not get in above Florida or Texas A&M. Well, that's you, you took the words out of my mouth. If, if Florida and Alabama play in the SEC championship game and Bama wins, Florida's out. They're out. Texas A&M, though, is sitting there with one loss to Alabama. Yes. So do they now, get does in? Texas a- do Texas A&M and Florida play each other? I don't think they no. do, and that was the thing. They did. That was Florida's one loss. Oh, yeah, they did. So now you're looking at you can't put Florida in before Texas A&M. And Texas A&M is ranked five. Jacob, preach it. Expand the playoffs. I agree 110%. I think everyone thinks that at this point. Yeah, okay. Texas A&M beat Florida 41-38. Yeah, because I was at Texas A&M, right? At Texas A&M. Okay. I still think if we're talking about of those two teams, which one stands a better chance of unseating Alabama, it's going to be Florida. So here's what might happen. What if Texas A&M – this won't happen. What if the SEC championship game was Bama and Texas A&M? and Alabama won, do you sneak Florida in them because they've only lost one game and then the SEC? I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think since Bama and Florida don't play in the regular season, it'd be those two. Yeah. Um. So that's another question I have is how that looks. And so then is it Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Florida? And then Cincinnati, if they go undefeated, they're in the conversation. I don't think they should. No. The only reason why I want them to is so I can see them get throttled. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, there you go. Um, 
Texas A&M is second in the SEC West. Behind Alabama? Alabama's in the East. I thought. Who are they behind then? Oh, you're right. Holy shit. So, Texas A&M won't even... They don't even have a chance to play Bama in the championship game. Right, so it goes either way. So, let's say Bama beats Florida in the SEC championship game. Do you sneak Texas A&M in there then? Because it's like, well, Bama beat Florida. Texas A&M beat Florida. Texas A&M, though, lost Alabama. They're in the SEC. But the thing is... It doesn't matter any of this if Florida State or Ohio State is undefeated. Right, and that's what sucks about it. So like so then does it come down to what if Notre Dame loses to Clemson? Do they just throw Notre Dame out? I think so. So then who comes They're, in? Okay, Notre Dame minus their one win against a depleted Clemson team is probably the least impressive of and other than Ohio State. But Clemson's playing the same schedule. Yeah, but Clemson goes out and throttles people. But they lost to Notre Dame. Depleted. That wasn't their full team. But they still put up the same numbers as their starters would, so to me that is a wash because you got the same production. Because you weren't there. Me and Nathan talked about it. Like, you can't tell me that with – the only reason why maybe they win – with their guys is because they wouldn't do those stupid play calls at the end of the game in overtime. But you still got 400 and some passing yards and three or four touchdown passes. Like, that's what Trevor Lawrence would have done. Hey, can you hear me? Yep. You're back. Okay. Not sure what happened there. Okay. So I'm looking at standings. Right now. Pro Southeastern Conference. Okay. Yeah, Florida is first in the East. Now, I think Florida and Georgia still have to play each other, right? I thought they already did. Did they? Yeah, because that's who Georgia lost to, wasn't it? No, Georgia. Oh, yeah, wait. You know, Steve, we do a college football podcast. We should know this stuff. Well, it's because we talk for two hours and 20 minutes, and it's about everything. Yeah. Okay, let's see here. Oh, why? Why does that happen? I swear Florida and Georgia haven't played yet. Well, Georgia has two losses, though, so who would they lose to? Okay. Oh, yeah, you're right. Florida won 44-28. Yeah, I knew what and I was talking about. Florida has Kentucky, Tennessee, and LSU left. They're going to win. So it's going to be Alabama, them, and the championship. Yeah. And, and now what's really interesting is if Florida beats Alabama, which is not going to happen, but what if they do? You have to have Bama in. Right, so then it's going to be Bama. And we've done this game before where they lose the championship, SEC championship, and they still get into the playoff. 
Right, so then it becomes down to Bama, Florida. Ohio State's going to win the Big Ten. you got to put them in there. Yep. And then it comes down to Clemson-Notre Dame. And I think Clemson gets in over Notre Dame. Well, if Clemson – well, Clemson would have to beat them in the championship game. Yeah, at that point, it's whoever wins the ACC championship. Now, me – now. Me personally, I would love to see what I said last night. But realistically, the other side of it is I think it would be Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Ohio State. Notre Dame's in a weird position. You beat the defending, or you beat Clemson. Now you got to play him again later on. Like, it's just a bad situation. Yeah, they're in that situation where, like, why the hell didn't we stay independent? Or thanks, like, COVID did this to us. Like, we have to do this. Yeah. Because if they just stayed independent and played Clemson anyway and beat them, then Clemson's in a big turmoil of, like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, because then they have no redemption to get back in. They have no redemption besides winning the ACC. Which doesn't mean anything. Because in that situation, you'd have Bama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, and then you have that little bubble. So I think this all boils down to like, Ohio State's going to make it in. Let's quit kidding ourselves. It's going to happen. Right. They're going to have to play Alabama and they're going to get throttled in that game. Ohio State? Yeah. Oh, for sure. So who cares? It's going to happen. No one's going to be excited about it. We just need to accept it. Right. The fact that this is life. Ohio State gets to do whatever they want because they're the class of the Big Ten. It's just how it works. I'm just saying what I put yesterday was not so far-fetched. No, it's not far-fetched, but, like, I think you could have picked a different team to uh, have put in there other than BYU. That's the only thing that's think, maybe far-fetched, but it's not like they're a two-loss team. And I was like, hey, let's put them in there. No, I was just saying the eye candy. No, it just all goes back to that. People don't know what they're talking about. Thing with B- No, it's that thing with BYU. It's like, who cares? Like, play someone. You just beat Northern Alabama. No, I, or, I was just saying that's what I would love to see. I would love to see BYU go in and just be – just get it over with. We've said Boise State. We've said UCF. Just put BYU in and just get the conversation over with. Put them in and see what happens. Just get it over with. It's COVID year. Put them in. Show everybody that teams like that maybe shouldn't be in there. And we got to yeah. stick to the Power Five. Which stinks because they are fun to watch. They're and fun to watch. They have a big offensive line. They have a Heisman quarterback. They they would have what like they would have a puncher's chance. They would have that like Mike Tyson thing, where it's just like if you could just land one punch, you know, you could beat Alabama. They, they wouldn't beat Alabama, but like I think I'd like to see them play Notre Dame. Oh, I think they definitely stand a chance against Notre Dame. So I don't think they'd beat Clemson or Alabama. We're on a crash course for Alabama Clemson again. Whether you like it or not. And people are going to watch it. I hate hate when people say, oh, we're not going to watch it. You're going to watch it. You are. Because it's going to be a good game. 
Because Alabama's pissed. They're on a mission. Yeah, it's redemption year for Nick Saban, which is scary, but that's the way it works. So I was just saying what I said was not so far-fetched. I was just saying it because yesterday Ohio State did not look like a playoff team. No. Um, that's where I was coming with that. But I know realistically Ohio State's going to make it. Yeah. I just hate how it's going to be like a 6-0, and 7-0 and Big Ten championship over a – I know BYU schedule. I, I get that. It just sucks that it's going to be a 6-0 and team and you might have an 11-0 and team sitting there who's averaging 38, 40 points a game. With an offensive line that's just as big as Notre Dame's. It's just COVID. It, no, I know. So everybody out there. It's the exact worst year for that to happen to BYU. The 20 people that listen afterwards. I know for a fact Ohio State's getting in. I was just stating that I think this is what it should be. For me. I know, Absolutely. I'm a, I, I know I'm a clown, but people that said that probably need to do some research or figure out who I... That's the thing with social media. You don't know who I am or call me a clown. Like, No, but Steve, that's the other part of like having a podcast and putting your opinion out there. Well, you know what? You have what? to be okay with people being like, you're a fucking idiot. Well, you know what? Some people aren't going to like me saying this. I have two butt cheeks. You can figure out which one to kiss is what I'm going to say. That was, uh, that was really bad dad joke. I could you say other things, bad. but... Uh, you should feel bad. I don't. <laughs> All right. Um, you ready to break this down? We'll meet up next week. Well, that's the thing. We got Thanksgiving coming up. Brad, I don't know if you're able to travel home or not due to your situation. I don't, I know. don't know. So, like, personally, my family is dealing with a COVID outbreak right now. Like, my mom has it. Jesus. Um, yeah, it's it's gotten pretty bad. Uh, so I don't know that I will be going home. And actually, my quarantine isn't over until the day after Thanksgiving. Oh, so on Friday? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in a similar boat. Like, we don't have it. But I wasn't feeling right. Nobody in here was feeling right. So it's like, do we go home? Do we not? Yeah. My parents are high risk. And that's the thing. Like, my parents aren't exactly high risk. But at this point, like, my mom has it. And I feel like I've gotten through Ricky's quarantine without getting it. Right. Yesterday, I'm going to assume it was a caffeine thing I was feeling. But, but it lasted hours. That was the crazy thing. Then I slept for like nine hours. Well, that's... I just crashed a probably. Level, a certain level of caffeine will do that to you, though. It will last for more than your traditional like hour of feeling amped up. But anyway, what I was getting at was, if I go home, I'll be back Sunday to do this. So we'll be back. Okay. Uh, so anybody, the 20 listeners that listen... It's the Coach Steve show now. I got rid of the sideline podcast with Coach Steve. I made that up in February. It wasn't very good. Everybody had their show called their name. And I was like, no, no, I'm going to be unique. And no, 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 no. And then I was like, no. I cornered myself to just doing sports. And I'm like, now it's open. I've opened the door. I like it. It, you know, it allows you to talk about other things you care about, which you're more than just football. Well, like, you know what started the thought? Thanks. Shout out to Logan Lee. 
Logan Lee commented one day and goes, I'll come on if it's about the MCU. And I think he was just kidding. But at the same time, I think he would talk to me for hours about Marvel. Yeah. And so I was like, wait a minute. I can't do that because of football. So I was going to make two podcasts. I was going to have the football one and then the other one. I was like, that's too much work. So I said, hey, I'm just going to change it to the Coach Steve show. It's going to be about anything. So people come on and want to talk politics. We can. We just got to watch what we say. If, but I mean, if it gets thrown in there, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. We could talk Marvel. We could talk about, I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to be Joe Rogan 0.5%. It allows you to talk about college basketball. I'll talk college basketball. I'll talk uh, NBA, I guess. I'll talk baseball. I'll talk. Yeah. Which actually, again, is called football recap, but I think you and I should talk baseball at some point because there's some stuff going on with your cubbies right now. Oh, God. Yeah. And then Ryan Pace will be next. And it's not even like my St. Louis Cardinals are in a better boat. We're not. And the White Sox are going through some stuff. They hired a manager that loves getting DUIs. He loves his beer. And he what a horrible place to go for your beer than the south side of Chicago. Hey, dude. Old style. And IPAs. <laughs> All right. All right. So anybody that listened, thank you so much. Stay safe. Have a good Thanksgiving. Travel if you want. But if you don't, don't feel bad. We may not be traveling. Yeah. We'll find out. distance. Enjoy your family from a distance. You don't want to be the one that ends up giving them something bad. I said, if I don't travel, I'm just going to buy these cupcakes and eat them as my Thanksgiving meal. Let me these cupcakes. Perfect. Or some wings. We're eating squirrel. I'm not mad about that. You need some squirrel and some deer jerky. I am not mad about that at all. I tried. I tried. I, I sold it. I was like, hey. Why don't we just do like a wild game Thanksgiving? You didn't buy it. Mm-hmm. I wish. You're going to learn today. <laughs> All right, everyone. Stay safe. Thanks for listening. We're going to see you guys next time. Mustache out. Mustache out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Here at the Container Store, we believe you shouldn't be limited to just one happy place. Your home should be full of them. That's why we're giving you 30% off every custom alpha space. From closets and pantries to playrooms, offices, and garages, you can transform any area with alpha and save 30%. Here's another happy thought. Our design specialists will design your space for free. Get ready to discover your new happy place at the Container Store. Visit us in-store or online to get started with a free design.